What's up, guys? This is Heavy D Sparks, and I am here with our very first podcast ever. I'm joined by some phenomenal people, and they happen to be some of my very best friends. Not just recent friends either. These guys go way back to my childhood, and we have got a treat for you today. Listen, what we do is very unique. We have a TV show on Discovery Channel. One of us is a DJ for massive events all over the country. One of us is a huge real estate investor. We have some serious life experience sitting right here in this room, and we have things that we want to share with you, things that have helped us become better people, more happy, more successful, more fulfilled, better home lives. So listen, what you can expect from this is, A, we don't have a name for the podcast yet, all right? We are still working on that because this is the first episode, and we just wanted to get it under our belt and get talking with you guys and share some information because one thing that we get as high-profile people People come to us, they ask for advice, they ask for like help, they ask for words of wisdom. And in our capacity, especially Diesel Dave and I, where we have an insanely busy schedule filming the TV show and everything that we do, it's hard to respond to the hundreds, sometimes even thousands of messages that we get every single day from people just like you with questions about how to get to where you want to be. Not necessarily how to get to where we are, but how you can make it from point A to point B to to wherever you want to get in your life or your career or whatever type of success you want to experience, listen, we're not experts, but we are guys who have experienced great amounts of success, happiness, and fulfillment. So we're going to share with you just the little tips and tricks that we've learned along the way. All right. So things that you can come to expect from this podcast are we're going to talk about health, fitness, overall wellness, we're going to talk about family values because we're all family men. We all have children. We're going to talk about business and entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about how to get ahead in whether you have your own business or you want to just get ahead in your own career, your job. If you're a nine to five guy, that's okay. There's a way to become the best nine to five guy out there. We're also going to talk about culture. We're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about random stuff that maybe doesn't make sense to be talking about. But listen, at the end of the day, we're just four buddies sitting around a table talking. And that is a pretty powerful thing when you think about in this day and age where we have digital devices, we have so many distractions, it's hard to have a real conversation. So what you guys are going to get from this is a bunch of guys having a real conversation, talking about things that we might not otherwise talk about simply because we get so busy and you never have an opportunity to just sit down and really think and talk. We're also going to talk about ways to help other people, service, charity, compassion, ways to make the world a better place, ways to make an impact. But the most important thing that we're going to give you is a checklist. Every single week, we're going to leave you with some things, some action items. We're going to leave you with things that you can do today to improve your life tomorrow. Because that is one of the biggest, most important things for me and my buddies here in the room. Because listen, let's face it, we like things to move quickly. I know uh, my buddy Marcus here likes instant gratification. Once he gets something on his mind, he needs it right away. And that's what we're going to help you do. We're going to give you things that you can change and implement in your life today, like I said, to become a better person, not only tomorrow, but for the entire future of your life. Because there's things that are very small. But if you implement them now, it's way easier than doing it when you're older. All right. So the purpose of this podcast is to help you as the listener and to help us as the hosts become better people. Ultimately, that's what it's all about. It's about finding a good balance between happiness, success, fulfillment, and all the other areas of your life that you're trying to improve. That's what we're here for. All right. So with that said, I'm going to get started and introduce you guys to 
my guests, hosts, whatever you want to call them. Like I said, we don't even know what the full format of the show is going to be. We are going to definitely have some very incredible individuals as part of this podcast. We may have guys that, uh, you know, the guys that are sitting with me uh, today, Kenny, Marcus, and Diesel Dave, they might be on every, every single episode. They might not. But the purpose is to share with you good quality information in the form of stories and experiences and things that we've personally gone through that have helped us become better people. We're going to get started into some of our categories here. Just talk about how we can all become better people. Checklist Podcast. To my left, we have a longtime friend. In fact, the person I've known the longest in the room, Kenny Thompson, a real estate professional guru, owns a massive real estate company here that does both commercial and residential real estate, and he built it all by himself. He never had anything handed to him, and we grew our businesses side by side, which is why I have him here as a guest, because he watched me as I struggled, and I watched him as he struggled, and he gave me advice, and I gave him advice, True. and we literally grew our businesses at almost the exact same pace yeah. uh, until you know now. So uh, to my right is Diesel Dave. He's my partner, my longtime best friend with uh, you know just partner in crime. He has been with me through thick and thin as we started all sorts of different business ventures, and we will get into those later in the podcast, but basically he has been there for me when we had nothing. He's been there for me when we've had success. He's just, he lived in my house, uh, you know, when I was first married, and he was single, and he helped raise my my daughter. Like, the guy's basically my brother. In fact, the TV show that we're on is called Diesel Brothers. Everybody thinks that we're actual brothers. We're not blood brothers, but... I don't think you can get any closer than we actually are. So, I feel like we're closer than Blood Brothers. Brothers. Diesel Dave, uh, he is an owner and a partner here in my businesses, in our businesses at Diesel Power Gear, Diesel Sellers, Legion Tires, everything that we do regarding uh, and related to the TV show, Diesel Dave is my partner. Uh, we have one more partner who's not here. His name is Josh Stewart, a.k.a. Redbeard on the TV show. Uh, next to Diesel Dave, we have Marcus Wing, who is another longtime best friend of mine. That's the beauty of this podcast is you are going to be able to hear, we're going to interview people from all over the world in all sorts of different professions, but you're also going to hear a bunch of buddies sitting here talking about real life things that we've been through together. Uh, everybody in this room I've known for over 10 or 12, 15 years, Marcus Wing, uh, professional event DJ, uh, and not even just a DJ because that just totally downplays what he does. The man can put on a show like nobody's business. He's got stages. He's got lighting. He's got speakers. He's able to show up and create a party out of thin air and entertain not just a few hundred people, but I'm talking thousands of people. And he is uh, he's an event promoter here in Utah and has put on many events over the last 10, 15 years that really were record-breaking and have never been done again as far as getting you know, this many people in one location at the same time and putting on just a phenomenal show. So that is Marcus Wing. And you guys will be able to learn a lot from every single person in this room because everything they have, they've built themselves. All right. So with that said, what to expect from this podcast? Uh, you're going to get some, this is the, uh, just so you know, this is probably going to be in the um, personal development, uh, business entrepreneurship category of the podcasts, uh, you know, on iTunes. Basically, what to expect is we're going to talk about health and fitness. We're going to that's one thing that Kenny Thompson is phenomenal at. <laughs> Kenny Kenny has basically been like my guiding light. In fact, I had never stepped foot into a gym until I had, I broke up when I, with a girl when I was 21 years old. Yeah. Ran into Kenny. He was registering for college classes and said, "Dude, 
you should come to the gym with me. He was just fresh out of a bad relationship. I was, uh, and he taught me how to work out. And he is a very healthy individual, very uh, fit. And that's why he is extreme, like his insight, not just on fitness, but on overall wellness, like it will blow your mind. So Kenny's got some good information to share there. Uh, we're going to talk about family values. All of us are family men. Uh, I think... Ever, the person with the least amount of kids in the room is Diesel Dave with two. Yep. Try Mark, to catch up. Marcus has four. Five? Fourteen. Fourteen. Yep. We don't know. Blazing the Every time I, I turn four. around, Marcus is having another kid. <laughs> Three girls, one boy, four total. Marcus has four kids. Kenny has one boy, two girls. I have two boys, one girl. So we have families. We have wives. We have real lives outside of business, which we're going to talk about. We're going to share information with you guys about stuff that actually happens at home and how to how we have, you know, improved relationships with our families. None of us by any by, none of us are by any means perfect, right? Like not at all. But we have life experience, and we've all had uh, tremendous success in certain ways. And we're going to share with you how and why we got there. We're also going to talk about. Uh, obviously business and entrepreneurship, how to grow a business, how to start from nothing and build an empire, which is, you know, I don't want to brag, but we've all been able to do that in our own rights. Uh, we're going to talk about culture. We're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about music. Diesel Dave is a world traveler. He's been to some of the coolest places in the world and he's got some of the coolest stories in the world because he's open-minded and he goes and learns about other people's cultures on vacations and trips and stuff that he does. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about service and charity. We're going to talk about how you can help other people and how you can reach the ultimate level of fulfillment in your life, which is serving your fellow man. That is going to be one big underlying theme of our uh, podcast all the time is how you can be happy by helping other people. Um, things we won't talk about. We're probably not going to talk about sex. We're probably not going to talk about drugs. We're probably not going to talk about politics. Uh, we don't want to talk about anything that is divisive, anything that could potentially turn somebody against somebody else because that is not the purpose of the podcast. We may talk a little bit about religion, but nothing specific. We are all religious people, right? Everybody here in the room believes in God. In fact, we all belong to the same church, which just happens to be a coincidence. Um, but we're all uh, part of the LDS church here in Utah. But we are not going to try to force any sort of religious beliefs down your throat because that's not the purpose of the podcast. The purpose of the podcast is to figure out and share advice with you that has helped us become happier people. All right. So that is a very, very robust intro of what we're going to be doing, and I'm not going to obviously do that every podcast. I just want to help you guys understand from episode one why we're doing what we're doing, because one of the biggest things that we get in what we do is people come to us and say, how did you get started? Where did you get started? Like, what is Diesel Dave, you get messages all the time, right? Like on social all media. Every day. And the messages are based off of people saying things like, What? Like, how did you get your start? How can I do what you guys are doing? How can you afford to give a truck away? How how did you get so handsome is when I get a lot. You get that yeah, one a lot. Yeah, all the time. Those are from me, right? Yeah, those are all from okay. you. That actually doesn't count if it's from a friend. Well, Why not? It still counts. Okay, it we'll counts count more, we'll right? Count like half credit. Marcus, do you ever get people asking you questions? You're a high-profile person, especially to the younger generation. Uh, who would you say your demographic is? I don't know if you're still in that younger demo. So just uh, my business has kind of transformed over years, and that's kind of been rolling with punches. First, it was, you know, starting the clothing business. Secondly, it was taking promotional parties we used to do for that business and realizing there was money in it to doing parties, right? Which uh, you guys all used to help a ton okay, with. Okay, but here's the deal. When you hear party, you got to understand this is not a house party. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is Marcus would 
commandeer a facility, like a, whether it was like an expo center or a club, yeah. and he would basically go to the owner of the building and say, hey, I'm going to pay you. I'm either going to rent the facility from you or I'll do a little bit of profit share with you, and I'm going to throw a party, and I'm going to promote the hell out of this thing, and I'm going to get people from all over the state here. Concert style. So if yeah. you could imagine like more of like uh, you know like a concert type setting and not like, you know, the DJ with the two speakers. It's full stage, full sound, but full lighting, no LED wall. There's no band. And that's the one thing I learned was, hey, man, entertainment's expensive. Yep. And so I became the entertainment, and that's how I you know, pushed the business. But now we're kind of shifting gears even more, and we're becoming more of like the audio-visual end. You know, we're providing stages, sound, lighting. Some of the artists we worked with, we've done stages and sound for Macklemore, Sean Kingston, um, Kid Ink last year. And so that's kind of the direction we're headed now. You provide audio for the Heavy D podcast too, right? Uh, let's. I, I want to wait until that sounds good first. That <laughs> He is our audio engineer. He is the man behind the audio. So if we don't sound good, you can write him a letter. Uh, we'll be sure to give you his personal address here don't, in a little bit. Don't show up at my door. <laughs> <laughs> don't show up at my door. Now, we get questions like that. You know, I get, I get kids all the time that you – know, I've had some kids that – I mean – Legitimately, people who come to those events pay ten dollars at a time. Have supported me over the years. I mean, they basically like you know paid for my children to come in the world, you yeah. know, and they have put food on my table. And so I, I I try to acknowledge people that write me and say, hey, I want to be a DJ, and you know, if you inspired me to do this, and I do my best to kind of reach back out to those people because, frankly, I mean, they've they they're the reason why I'm successful. And I think one of the biggest things you'll be able to learn from Marcus through this podcast is how to get in front of a crowd, whether it's 100 people, 200 people, or 10,000 people, stand up, be yourself, and get the people going. So if you want to learn about public speaking, if you want to learn about how to be in front of people and not give a damn about what anybody thinks, Marcus is a prime example of that. Uh, you do something called the Marcus Wing Mohawk at your shows. What is that? Yeah, so uh, what was it? It was, must have been like 10 years ago. I went to a Warp Tour concert. And I, I grew up on punk rock, so that's kind of my genre of music, and I still enjoy going and, you know, jumping in the occasional mosh pit. But there was this band, and they came up, and they said that there was too many people out there that looked like Justin Bieber. And so they were instilling punk rock back into the younger generation. And they had this kid come up, and he had the whole Justin Bieber, like, swoop coming over his head, you know? And so they brought him up on stage, and they're like, hey... You know, without him knowing what he was going to do, he says, hey, do you, do you want to be more of a man? And they said, absolutely. He says, yeah. He says, all right. Well, then what we're going to do right now in front of everybody is we're going to shave your head into a mohawk. And it was at that point he realized what was happening and kind of freaked out a little bit, but he's in front of everybody. Everybody's cheering him on. So they took his head and they shaved him into a mohawk. And this was like full commitment mode because uh-huh. his, his, his hair must have been seven or eight inches. So it wasn't just like, you know, a buzz cut, getting a little bit more of a buzz cut. Anyways, I took that in my parties and I uh, do something called the Marcus Wing Mohawk where I, I, I get on the microphone and I say, hey, does anyone out there want to get famous? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know? And I'm like, all right, does anyone want to do something they're going to remember for the rest of their life? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's pumped. And then I, I selectively find the right person. Obviously, I'm not going to cut a girl's hair. You know what I mean? Right. Obviously, I'm not trying to ruin anybody's life. <laughs> but I find someone out there where it's, it's somewhat of a commitment. I bring them up on stage and I say, hey, before you come up, though, are you willing to do whatever we're asking you to do? you know, to elevate the party tonight. And they're like, of course. So I bring them up on stage and I tell them that I grew up listening to punk rock and there's a few things that I'm good at, one of which is cutting a mohawk. And that's when their eyes get super big. But then, you know, some of them are reluctant and they look at me like, no, no, no. And then I get the crowd to encourage them a little bit. 
but uh, we take their head and we shave their head into a mohawk while the music's playing. We don't take away from the party. But if you want to see more about that, you can search the hashtag Marcus Wing Mohawk. So the beauty of that is that is the definition of branding. And you didn't even know that you were branding anything at the time. You were just doing something fun at the show to get the people going, right? I, I thought it was funny first. Yeah. That's hilarious. But now, that, people, that is how you build a brand. You take an organic, exciting element and you get people behind it, you get people excited, and you start to roll this giant... It's like start building a snowman, right? You start with a little snowball, you start rolling it, rolling it, it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. By the time you're, you're done, you've got the giant base of a snowman. That is how you build a brand. When you try to force feed people a brand and you create it and you make it like super polished and prestigious and you go out there and tell people they have to like it, odds are it's not going to do very well because people feel like it's not natural. Yeah. So that is the definition of how to build a brand. You make it feel as organic and as natural as possible. And even if it's a mistake, realize it's a mistake or realize that like you built it by accident and take it and turn it into a legitimate business, which is really kind of how our social media pages turned into a phenomenal massive uh, truck business, a custom vehicle shop, apparel company and TV show. So uh, a lot of things happen by accident. But the real geniuses are the ones who can actually realize that they've got something, whether they're created intentionally or not, and then roll it into a business and a lifestyle and a career, right? So, uh, Marcus, you, uh, what, is, what is it like to stand in front of six, 7,000 people with, you don't have any sort of like guitar or anything that you're going to give these people other than you, your voice, and a microphone. Right. Uh, I don't know. For me, you know, when I started the parties, I don't know if you remember, but I used to hire DJs. Yeah. I used to think that I had to be like the business guy, the money yep. guy. I had to go out there and count the dollars, make sure they're good, check on the people taking money. And what I realized is that the entertainment wasn't good. You know what I mean? I'd hire these DJs, I'd pay them a lot of money, and they were terrible. You know what I mean? Yep. And so I slowly realized that unless the entertainment was good for my business, there wasn't going to be anything to manage. You know, I wouldn't. Which I, I attribute a lot, not a lot of your success, but some of your success to your physical stature. Marcus is a big boy. You're 6'6", six, 6'7"? Six, 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 six. So Marcus is 6'6". Six, six. When he stands on the, t on the stage, like he is a big, overwhelming man. And I think people like that. And, you know, that's been part of his brand. Uh, I'm not saying that the only way to have when, success. When I die, could I have that written on my uh, gravestone? What was it? Big, overwhelming man. That's actually pretty good. I yeah, like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So b basically, I mean, but your body language is really unique. When Marcus stands in front of a crowd, uh, I don't want to call you lurpy because you're not lurpy. But you are you are a little bit lanky, and he's not necessarily like he's not somebody you look at like Tony Robbins, where he's up there like pumping like like the body language is different. Your body language is very you, like just hands down to your side. If you want to be down to your side, your button up might be buttoned up all the way to the top of your neck. Like the time you is. are just being you, which is probably why you feel comfortable standing in front of that many people with a microphone and just get like this is the greatest hype man I've ever known. Like Marcus makes it so you want to dance. You, he starts dancing. You're like, all right, I can do it if he's doing it. Yep, it's inviting. Yeah, I think and he's having fun. He's always got a smile on. So part of that was, you know, I, a lot of times I didn't feel I, I love to dance, right? But I didn't feel comfortable dancing in some settings, and so I feel like people, if they're instructed, you know what I'm saying? If they have like a little bit of encouragement, they feel a little bit more comfortable doing that, yep. you know. And so that was always the, the goal of my dances was to kind of include everybody and to try to bring them in. You but know? I, I've heard Marcus uh, scream so loud out of so much excitement on the stage that his voice cracks, like, and he and he like. 
Because well, because yeah. he's not actually he's not just doing his job to get the crowd amped. He's legitimately excited, which is the difference and the reason why his shows have become successful and other DJs have come and gone and not had any sort of career because they don't have the ability to actually love the moment. Marcus lives in the moment more than anybody you've ever seen, which is why he loves the mosh pits. He loves punk rock. Marcus's favorite song of all time is the bro hymn by Pennywise. He wants that song played at his funeral. He wants that, like, that is his song. And if you've heard that song, it is very, like, energetic and you're amped up. Marcus is from Southern California, so he is from like the epicenter of punk rock back in the day, right? 909. Uh, the nine baller. Yeah, so it's like San Bernardino, like the dirty part of Southern California. Rancho not Cucamonga. the Malibu, not the not the uh, LA, but I'm Tall talking black like, socks, yeah. dicky shorts. From like Corona all the way hats. all the way to the grapevine, right? No, all the way to what is it, uh, Cajon Pass. That's right, man. So that is like the dirt bike, the metal militia, that part of California. And then you know, when I met Marcus, he was like metal militia to the core. He was like, no. Oh, you were, dude. You were like <laughs> no. oh, you were that guy. Because you were working at the motorcycle shop, you were like drinking Red Bull, it was just fresh out on the market, you were like like, you know, tall socks, flat brim hat. That's he's a, still that way. I still, but that's a I still that's, rock he's that. He's still yeah. that guy. He's still yeah. that guy. He but hasn't changed. I never showed up in a metal militia hat. Let's just put that out there, okay? Never, there was I'm never not, a metal militia I'm not, brand I'm not going to say no to that yet. Maybe. Maybe. I'm saying. So, I mean, really, Marcus, what is, I think, the best way to, to ask you this question? And to tell everybody to understand what's happening here, I'm going to basically interview my friends. All right, so um, they're all going to have a chance to talk, and I'm going. There's people here at the table who naturally are really good at talking, and there's people here at the table who have phenomenal thoughts, but don't necessarily put them out there unless they're provoked. Which Diesel Dave is one of those people. This man's brain works differently than anybody you've ever seen in your in mind. Like literally, the man's brain is phenomenal. The other day we were sitting there uh, having a conversation in a truck, getting ready to do some filming for our TV show, and out of nowhere he says to me. Um, dude, did you know that people sell tumbleweeds, tumbleweeds for, for a living? And I said, no, Dave, you're not. You're lying. Like, that's not a thing. And and I actually questioned him so hard that he even began to question whether or not it was a dream that he had or whether it was a real business. So we Googled it, and sure enough, there are tumbleweed salesmen. The best part about Diesel Dave is his brain remembers the very, very unique things, but he does not know where he parked his truck. Like, he doesn't know what he had for breakfast or lunch yesterday. Like I didn't have breakfast today. Okay. So so the thing about Diesel Dave is he, like, dude, why? how does your brain work? I've, and this I'm is still a, trying to figure it that, out. I'm telling you, we'll, we'll be able to do 200 episodes of this show, and we'll still try to figure out how your brain works. But it works literally, I don't want to say backwards from everybody else at the table, but it kind of does. Your brain is, is, is very different in the way you capture process and remember information but it's working yeah a oh, lot yeah. Yeah. yeah it is it is definitely uh, diesel dave is actually new to the podcast world he is still trying like uh, i introduced you to your first podcast on an airplane three weeks ago yep and you had listened before that to like maybe a little bit of the joe rogan show some of that stuff before mm-hmm. then but uh one of our big inspirations and i got to give a shout out to uh my boy andy frazella with the mfceo project Honestly, he is what pushed us over the edge to do this podcast because he had us on guests of his show and it was phenomenal. Uh, It helped us realize that when you sit down and start just chatting with your friends in a podcast setting like this, you'll say things that maybe are deep down inside you, but you might not say otherwise, right? So that's the whole thing that we're trying to accomplish here is just having a conversation because if you're, if I don't want to say we're forced to, but I mean, there's no distractions. None of us are sitting here on our phones. None of us are, are working. We are literally just sitting here having a conversation, which doesn't happen very often in this no. day and age, right? No. So 
the value that we can bring to you is uh, just real, raw experiences and advice from our own lives that have helped grow our own businesses and help us be successful in our own families. And Obviously, weed master. Yeah, there you go. That's, uh, Mike's definitely that's a cool sound effect up. you put on Marcus. That's the best part about Marcus. Like, he doesn't, <laughs> like, I was going to buy some three or $400 podcasting equipment from Amazon, and I texted my good buddy, Marcus, who was obviously an AV genius, and I said, dude, uh, what uh, do you recommend? And he's like, well, hold on, back up a little bit. He goes down to this audio store and gets us the best of the best cream of the crop equipment. So we want to sound good, and we take pride in what we're saying. Like, we're not just going to sit here and ramble and hope that it sounds okay. Like, that's the thing about everybody at the table is kind of a bunch of overachievers and everything we do. Like, uh, nobody at this table does anything half-assed. I'll tell you that right now. Right? Right. Never. Don't ask my wife. She'll she'll disagree. Well, with that you. doesn't apply to like chores and do like honey yeah, at home. Anything we're passionate about, we there do, you go. We do full along. That's yeah, actually okay. a really passionate. good point. No, passion. That, that passion. makes more sense. Passion. I'm not passionate it, about making the. You bed. need to be passionate about making your wife. Happy. You know what I'm not passionate about? <laughs> the stack of damn pillows that your wife oh, insists on putting yeah. on the bed. I hate throw yeah. pillows. Nobody uh, needs forty pillows on the bed. No, of different well, sizes. My, my wife does. Oh yeah, so does mine. Yeah, yeah. But what is the point? Like. Have you ever laid down on your bed on top of the throw pillows and been like, oh, these are nice. That's comfortable. No, I get yelled they, at if you get on them pillows. They're not comfortable. The, I, a, you get yelled at if you yeah. touch them. And B, they're like potato sacks. Yep. They're not comfortable. They've got like, they're all bedazzled and weird. So for all you wives out there, stop it with the pillows. You I guys think, gotta memorize the order too. You know what I mean? Like my oh, wife expects oh, me to like put them in the right order when and I'm making the bed. You have to put them like the right position. My right. wife has some that have to go standing on their end, yep. like a diamond. Some have to be squared up because if First you put them all squared problems. up, the, dude. Have you I'm ever t- got it right? No, I don't even try it. I right. finally got my wife to the point where we don't have throw pillows on the bed, and it's how did you do it? Dude, Actually, I'm, this there is, is a the point new of the thing now. Oh no, they they chop the top. Have you guys seen this? It like no. creases it. Chop the top of the pillow. But let I me actually preface this by saying Kenny is a bit of a trendsetter. Kenny and his wife, uh, they like nice things. I get that's they they like you got anything nice I've had in my life. Do you not? I've found from you though. Like <laughs> you just have a you have a knack for finding cool nice things, and that goes for like Classic. health and wellness. That's why I got like an IV yesterday, my first vitamin drip IV ever. They call it the executive bag. Yeah, how executive. was executive man? I'm telling you, look how excited he is right now. He wants Dude, an executive I was because of the vitamin full of piss and vinegar yesterday after this. So. <laughs> A, that's the. They don't tell you this. Kenny didn't tell me like you. Yeah, it's not piss and vinegar in the bag. Actually, would you have gone if I told you you were going to be there for three hours? No way, no Uh, way. So Kenny, I I meet him there, right? We get to this clinic, and I'm sitting there. I'm filling out all this health questionnaire, and this this awesome doctor, like she's a holistic doctor. She's also an MD, so she does both. Yeah, she's like buzzing my fingers with this metal rod and asking me all these questions about like energy and stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. So I'm sitting there waiting for Kenny, and I, I just happen to say like. Hey, so how long does an average IV take? I'm thinking like, I got an hour. Yeah, like to get me to sit still for an hour, to get anybody at this table to sit still for an hour, that's a task. And she's like, yeah, like two if you're really fast, but usually not less than three hours. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's one o'clock in the afternoon on a work day. Like, I get how do you an take- emergency text and he's like, I'm so scared. And I'm like, bro, it'll be fine. Don't worry. He's like, I'm, I'm scared because I'm so hungry. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. But I was already hooked up to the needle. Snacks. No, oh, I, no I, had, I had I had food delivered. Kenny had pizza delivered, but yeah. let me tell you guys something right now. If you've what never had an IV place? drip, I'm going to take you guys. <laughs> it is phenomenal. They put you on an IV yeah. and they drip all these essential vitamins and minerals into your like directly into your bloodstream. And here's the thing: everybody says, "Well, can't you just get that from supplements?" Well, sure, but you're going to yeah. piss out probably 
half of what you're Good taking. Point. Like your right. body, your so body does not exactly. Your body's not going to process it like it's going straight into your bloodstream. I think she told me my bag of uh, of stuff had like twenty five thousand milligrams of vitamin C, right? Yeah. It's stuff that your body, you know, you have to get somewhere, but they're giving you more of it than you might even need. And what it does is it allows your body to fight off sickness much easier. So when a sickness or a disease or something like a cold season comes up and you get all those nasty bacteria and all those, 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 you know, things going in there trying to attack your body, you have more of the good stuff to fight it you off. You got to replenish yep. what you're running out so we can stay on our A game. But how do you drink an IV bag faster? Like you said, if you're fast, you can do it in two and a half hours. How you drink drip is in? Yeah, that's it. we actually had a race the whole time. Put it's it so he they put the needle. Race me. I was thirty minutes late and I almost won. Well, wow. you, I didn't know you were thirty minutes late. You didn't explain that. What did I say? Put that on your Instagram. Yeah, he did what not. did I say though? That's if you ain't first, if you ain't first, you're what? You're you're last. I mean, if we timed it, I would have won. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Mm. My time in the seat was less than yours. So it was like three hours though and it was nuts like i was losing my mind luckily kenny was there to keep me company but guys i'm telling you like that is one tip i'm going to give you every single podcast i want to leave you guys with a checklist all right the purpose of this podcast and i might even call it the checklist or something like that because i want to give you something where you could write it down take it home and do it today a lot of these podcasts out there are phenomenal but after i'm done listening to some of them i'm like well, that was great. I heard a lot of stories, but I don't really know what I took away from that. I want to give you a takeaway every like single that. time. I want to give you, uh, in you fact, put it in practice. I don't know what we're going to call this podcast yet. I don't know what it's going to be branded. I don't know if we're going to play commercials or not play commercials. I doubt we're going to play commercials simply because I want to be like direct and to the point. And we have other ways to benefit from doing this rather than just playing commercials. Because I'm telling you right now, have you guys ever heard a podcast with commercials? They're the worst. They're brutal. I won't listen. Yeah, I won't either. Some of those are like, like uh, I'm not going to mention the name. I was about to. But yeah, it was like a four or five minute commercial break in between. You know? It's multiple. <laughs> yeah. And so it, like you're getting into like this awesome moment in the podcast, whether it be a story or somebody sharing like a cool interview or advice, and then bam, you get hit with a freaking commercial about software, and you're like, Bruh. it just it literally, like my brain doesn't work like that. I don't have enough of attention span, neither do Next. most of you. Yeah. to sit there and get back on track after that distraction. So I wish people, I was more patient. We're going to try to help you, uh, you know, get straight to the point. Uh, and, you know, we are going to share advice and tips with you through our own experiences, which are often going to include stories. All right. So yeah. stories for me is one of the greatest ways to learn because it provides entertainment while lacing through it, this element of education and learning. Because we can all learn from our own experiences, right? Stories are easier to remember, too, and apply. Exactly. So with that said, um, you know, I, I want to actually go straight. I want to go back to Diesel Day for a second because I want to go into the health stuff with Kenny and ask a couple questions there. But I want Diesel Dave to tell me. About the IV drip? Uh, nope. I want to know how your brain works. Because after we, after we did this podcast with uh, Andy Frazella, um, Diesel Dave's, you know, we were driving back to the airport and he, he turns to me and he says, dude, I've known you for, you know, however long. I've never heard him talk like that. Yeah. Ever. And that's, and, and, and I, I started thinking. There's something magical. I mean, he. Oh, really? He opened up to the world. Dave Sparks, captain to put my headphones in, mm. go to the grind and not really express himself to other people, put all the social media stuff down, put his, put his earbuds out. And he just said how he felt, and I've never heard him do that before. See, and that's the only Dave the, I do know. Which one? The one where he's no distractions. Real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the world doesn't get that. No, like I don't give that to people very often, simply because I need uh, 
stimulation a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I need to stay busy and I like to stay focused, but, uh, stimulated. So diesel Dave says to me, uh, dude, I've never heard you talk like that. And he says, I was thinking all the stuff that you were saying. I just, my brain didn't know how to like put it into words right as you were talking. But the funny part is, is diesel Dave is like, in an improv situation on the show, people don't like me on the show. I'm the education guy that tells you how the lift kit works. My, like my kids still, whenever I talk about you, Dave Sparks, they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, Diesel Dave. Yeah, you everybody know thinks I mean? I'm Diesel Dave. The show was yeah. almost called Diesel Dave. Like, Discovery wanted to call it Diesel Dave because everybody loves Diesel Dave because he's good in the moment. Like, he's when, it, when, when, it, when it comes to actually, like, being a good time and, like, making somebody feel comfortable, Diesel Dave has got it. But when it comes to, like, analytical thinking... I think he's capable. I think you're capable of doing it. I just don't think you're capable of articulating it into words because you've never really done that much, right? I don't know why. Do you, I'm, I'm assuming you're I love these differences here. because when I I uh, had brought my scouts through you guys' shop, and I asked Dave, but deep down I was actually really glad that you did it because there you have you just have a way with people. You're very personal, and so is Dave, but they're just two different experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you have that ability. Well, thank you. you know, at a family not function. With, not good with words, but I am good at listening to words. Tell me <laughs> some words. But that's the thing, though. Like, you can, we can be shooting an interview for the show, and you can bring out, like, an over-the-top uh, movie reference about an old arm wrestling movie from the 80s. Were you there yesterday? I heard about it today. Over the top? Yes, he was talking. Apparently, Dave recreated a scene from Over the Top. Sylvester Stallone, right? I was telling (laughs) stories of my past, and I just told him about the time Dave and I were touring the country. Was Sylvester Stallone in that movie? Yeah. Come on. I've never seen it. Over the top. Absolutely. He's driving the the semi. When we were driving the semi, going from city to city, arm wrestling people. (laughs) And I was like, I met this one dude, stared me right in the face and drank a bottle of motor oil. And then I flipped the switch, turned my hat around, took him over the top, bam, victory. So, I forgot that's what okay, it was. Did you guys just see that, though? Did you yeah. guys just see the, the switch that got flipped? Yeah. When I was asking him about serious things and like trying to figure out like who he is and what he, what he is, he doesn't really talk much. But when something comes up and it's an element of entertainment or something he's mm-hmm. excited about, I don't know what it is, but he's able to flip the switch and all of a sudden he's like this super highly entertaining guy with like so much to say. That's why your brain is so interesting to me because... You and he's not. Uh, if he wasn't clever, I wouldn't care. Like if your jokes yeah. weren't funny, then it, then I would be like, nah, you got, you know, you're not, you're not worth getting advice from. But you're very witty. You're very clever. You're very quick. But when it comes time to talk about certain things, your brain just says, I'm gonna go inside for a little while. Yeah, I think that's probably why I didn't do well in college. I don't <laughs> do, do good sitting, listen to something serious, textbook stuff. But if I'm out there. But your brain's real doing world. it, though. Yeah, you go out in the real world, and you get an experience where you're having fun with your bros, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to soak it all in. You're actually pretty sophisticated when it comes to education and things that you know. Like, you've got a pretty, like I said, interesting memory because you, me- you remember weird, random things. But you also, you know a lot of history. You have a lot of education. You have, uh, I think, what got Diesel Dave into podcasting, what he was most excited about was Andy Frizzella recorded an episode about the P-51 bombers. Yep. Back in World War II, right? Yep, World War II, and talked about how the pilots were the most badass pilots in the world, and they knew they were, and that's why they were able to defeat the Gustavo or whatever, the, mm-hmm. the Nazi. The Luft, Luft, the, 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 it was the German Air Force, Luft, yeah. Luftwanze, Luft, Lufthansa, no, that's, a, that's an airline. Anyway, they were like the best of the best, and everybody was scared of them, and the P-51 Luftwaffe. pilots. Luftwaffe, yeah. And the P-51 pilots were like, no, we're the best. And they went out there, 
and they destroyed them every single fight they had with these guys. You guys they see were, that? They were under aircraft, I'm right? telling you, all you got to do is get him to talk about something that, I don't know, me. I think it's experiences or real world related, like something that excites him, and bam, like he goes into showman mode, which is why people love Diesel Dave on our show. Like he is, he is, when people think Diesel Brothers, they think Diesel Dave. Like he's just, he's a great uh, personality. You are phenomenal at, like, I don't have really good acting skills. I don't. You've got good acting skills, which is why if you ever watch the show and there's green screens, like where like uh, Diesel Dave's running from a, the abominable snowman, Diesel Dave does it, and he does it well. Thanks, man. But you don't have any formal acting training, right? Uh, you know, I took drama in ninth grade. I was grumpy in the Seven Dwarfs play. I was never going to tell anyone that in my entire life. <laughs> now, I've, now I've let it out. This just came out. <laughs> That's actually fantastic. I did not know that. Yeah. Right? This you is the beauty of podcasts, my friends. Right uh, no, I saw it immediately. Yeah. Like, it clicked. Yep. Yeah. I actually, mark my words, Diesel Dave will become a Hollywood actor. Like, you, he'll be part of uh, more than our TV show because he's a great actor. He's a great personality. And he's a, he's a character. Like, he... What's that Mexican guy? Do I need to go to the mall and make Nacho a profile Libre. with the guy? No, you don't. You don't. The guy, the talent scout, the mall. You're past that point. Oh. <laughs> what is the Mexican guy? Danny Trejo. You, you know who I'm talking about? Machete. Yeah, Machete. He's oh, scarred up yeah. face, long machete. hair, tattooed. He looks. Yes. Like, he's Are you like, me in that same category. I'm telling you, he fits a very unique oh. character in every movie he's in. I was excited. You, I love that guy. Well, you might be that guy, but I'm telling you, you could be that guy where you fill that niche of a character that's needed. You're never going to be the George Clooney who can do any character in the world, but you could be the guy that right. fills these so niche George roles. George Clooney is your favorite like, of all time. Like Rafi from the League. That's ah, more, I can see that reference. I don't understand. What is the league? The league's a show about fantasy football. He knows. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Uh, another uh, disclaimer. I've actually gotten that before. That's another disclaimer no, here. You really? Yeah. Rafi bomb. No sports for no sports for me and uh, the tall guy. Marcus yeah, Hunter. I don't. I don't know a damn thing we about don't any know kind of sports. Anything about mesh. sports? Kenny is the guy who goes out and he's playing like 19 different league sports a season. He's on the softball, softball team. He's on the church the basketball team. He's out there like running the stick and ball game. There right? you go. Uh, Diesel Dave you, is surprisingly athletic, and he likes soccer, believe it or not. I do like soccer. That is so weird to me because you do well, not look like a guy. I like football and rugby, and soccer is really You played like, some high school football? I did. But Marcus, I played more high school rugby. High school rugby at Davis? Uh, yep. Interesting. Uh, did, could you go anywhere with that? Do you say, could I go anywhere, or did I go anywhere? Does anybody go from high school rugby to, like, college or professional rugby yeah you go, didn't Utah go just come up with that. like a professional rugby team in the US I don't know I don't know if they got sure. a professional I think they're, actually, yeah. I think they're playing at Real I really, Johnny Richie was it. announcing <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't doubt it because there's a lot of that culture down in Salt Lake that's very interesting the rugby culture yeah, rugby's bigger than you think I think so that is uh, back to how Diesel Dave works and why he's an inspiration is Diesel Dave uh, legitimately cares about you I'm talking about you who are listening to this. You may be a construction worker on your way to the job site. You may be a stay-at-home mom trying to figure out how to take care of your five kids and keep them alive like I know my wife does on a daily basis. Yeah. But he actually cares about you, and he doesn't even know you. I think about that for a second. He cares about you and doesn't even know you. I cannot say the same thing. I care about people in general. <laughs> you care about me. I care about you. I care about everybody at the table, but I don't necessarily have the time or energy or even the thought process to think about people that uh, – I don't really have a relationship with, but Diesel Dave does, right? Like, yeah. uh, have you guys ever seen, I don't think I've shown you guys this, Diesel Dave made a YouTube video. I don't know if it was a series or just one video, but it was called Bum Like Me. Oh, I maybe <laughs> no, have seen it. it was a called, uh, I can't remember what it's called. 
Was this during your travels? Wait, was mine was called Bum Like Me. We made one in high school. You're, long story short, similar. Diesel Dave created a video on YouTube before YouTube was even a thing of him living as a bum in Salt Lake. Right? I look, I I look pretty bummish. I had my dreadlocks. and What was the purpose of the video? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think we, we me and Helmer were in college. I don't think it had a purpose. We went to film school for like a semester. And that was a project. And Wait, who was, was filming it? Uh, Zach Helm. Oh, okay. We got we to gotta find that video. Yeah, I want to see this. Uh, so here, let me talk to you about the diversity of Diesel Dave. Uh, have you ever heard Avalanche? Diesel Dave's rap alias? No. Oh, no yes. way. Yeah, Seriously? Got to get, get on MySpace. You got that on your phone? Dude, Did you Diesel, play that on mic? Diesel Dave has a MySpace page. Hopefully it's still active. But his rap name was Avalanche. And he, Roid Monkey. He and his roommate, um, we can't call him by what his nickname was, but what was his name? Which one? Oh, I thought you were saying Sloth. <laughs> no. That was Matt Christensen. Matt Christensen. You guys used to sit down on the computer and create beats, and yep. Dave would rap to him. I got, dude, there's one called uh, Roid Monkey. There's one called... Um, <laughs> uh, there's a few uh, names you, know, you can't say. On, yeah, that's true. On here. But, say it's a different time in my explicit life. Explicit content, <laughs> dude. We got. We're gonna try to find Dane's some of those songs, loving, and we're gonna we're gonna splice them in here so you can actually hear this because it's actually decent. Like it's goofy, but you can like the dude can flow. It's, it's very rewarding. You guys right have now, never heard this. this. No, I have not, and I and it's a must. I'll put together a playlist for you. You know, I don't doubt house. it in the least bit, though. I mean, I've never heard that this you know, is what, a it thing, might, but It might I even do, be worth taking a small break I to do pull this up. Look how Good not luck. surprised we you are. Can, we yeah. just want to see the footage. MySpace shut me down. You're done? It's still there, but you can't play Because it. of your avalanche? I don't know. Avalanche, avalanche be coming. That was... Man. Oh, here's, here's one of my old videos with, with Matt Christensen. That one I never really liked. Simone Santiago? Because you guys just said extreme a bunch, didn't well, that's, you? That's all it was about, <laughs> It was extreme. <laughs> extreme about eating, it was about eating Slim Jims and drinking Red Bull. Okay, but hold on. What's the date on that video? 2007? Let's see. That is Was it pre-beard? Eight years ago is what it says. No, that wasn't eight years ago. It's, YouTube would not lie to you. It must have been re-uploaded. This one was uploaded or what? Because that video was Maybe. shot when you guys were all still living in the pool house, which was 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, guys, Diesel Dave, um, you're going to continue to get to know Diesel Dave over this podcast. He is going to be, uh, call him my co-host, I guess, the best way to put it. Uh, we still don't know exactly what format we're going to follow, but he's going to be here, and he's going to be a great source of entertainment, and you'll be able to learn about him and how his very unique brain works. And I say unique in the most respectful way possible, because it, it's just different. Like, it is... It doesn't work like mine. It doesn't work like the majority of the people I've ever met. It's like a beautiful mind. That's Everyone right. needs a little D- Dave in them. Everyone <laughs> needs. I like, what you, I like what you were about to do there. I yeah, well. Well, I mean, you, you did say it. everybody needs a little D in them. I know. Okay. A little Dave in them. That's okay. me. Same thing. I just want to make sure that we we're all on the same So, you know, that's heavy a bit D. A little bit of heavy D in them. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that how we originally got you that nickname? No. <laughs> I thought, no, it was from driving heavy equipment, of course. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. Operator. And then for my name, David. The D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to do with he- heavy. You D's. had a few other nicknames. I got to tell you guys though. I got to. I got to give you a story on 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 being called heavy D. <laughs> like I'm not the. I'm not. I'm gonna come clean. I'm not the real heavy D guys. I'm not. I'm not the old rapper. Heavy D and the boys. Like I don't even know what that guy's name was, but he's a very famous rapper. Um, he's dead now, but heavy D and the boys. Like what was their song? Now, now that I found love, I think that was one of their big popular yep. ones. Um, so. 
I played at a celebrity softball tournament um, a year or so ago, and we were down in Florida. It was during the uh, All-Star game. So they had All-Star celebrity softball, and they had the All-Star MLB players. And we're sitting there, and they're introducing, like, Jamie Foxx and all these famous actors, and people are standing up, and they wave at the crowd. And the announcer goes, and uh, Heavy D. And everyone's looking around. Like, like we're in Miami, right? Everyone's looking around, like, looking for Heavy D. And this tall white guy stands up in the back with a beard, and everyone's like, dude, the look I got was like, okay, this was a bad idea. Like, I shouldn't have have called myself Heavy D. I shouldn't have accepted that nickname. So, Do you want to know what his real name is? Dwayne. Dwight Errington Myers. I knew it was something like that. Dwight. Dwight. Dang. That's why he goes by Heavy D. It's a strong name. We could do that. Dwight Errington Myers. I never knew that. I I knew his first. I thought it was Dwayne, but Dwight. That actually makes sense. If you've never listened to Heavy D, he's got some great songs. Heavy D and the Boys with a Z. Surprised he went with the rap game and not country. Yeah. Dwight, Dwight's a great country name. Dwight Yoakam. Oh, yeah. Dwight. That is that is really funny. Yeah, so uh, being called Heavy D, it was a total joke that I started back in high school. Um, I wanted the nickname, and Heavy D Sparks seemed like a good fit, and it was a joke, and I told Diesel Dave about it one day back in our uh, early days of filming. And you don't let something like no. that go. In, in our early YouTube days, and he... You know, he had a nickname, and I was Dave. So Diesel Dave and Dave doesn't have a really good ring to it. So in his video, he says, so Heavy D is going to blah, 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 show you something with a truck. And, and I was like, there it went. okay, there we go. This is it. Yeah. And then when Discovery came along to film the show, they were like, okay, by the way, you guys all have to like own these nicknames. You are Heavy D. You're Diesel Dave. You're Redbeard, and you're the muscle. And like, we didn't have a choice. Like, that's it. We're stuck with them. So here I am. Heavy D, all 240 pounds of white bearded dude. Remember Brown? Bra- yes. And they wouldn't let him be Brown? We had His name's John Whiting. He's Colombian. Yep. He was adopted from Colombia. Um, born and raised here. Well, not born, but he was raised here ever since he was little. Mm-hmm. And they've always called him Brown. Because, and they would not let that be his Because he has brown skin because he's from Colombia. And Discovery was like, nope, nope, he's Braun. And we're Braun. like, wait, 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 hold on. This we have to call him Braun? And they're like, yeah, sorry, it's not politically correct. You can't call him Brown. And I'm like, there's literally a show about street racing, and there's a guy called Asian. Yep. Like, yeah, but we spelled it differently. You know how they spell it? <laughs> it's, it's A-Z-N. Yeah. Okay, but it's pronounced the same. Nope. It bra- it's Braun. So, we, yeah, we still call him Brown, and luckily we haven't had to deal with Braun very much on the show. Deal with any lawsuits I actually either. think we got around it. But when we, when we hung his feet off in the ceiling, they I call swear him Brown. that I've seen on the show that but they when, call him Brown. No, when we first started, they were too, they were very politically correct. And it was also, they were trying to like feel out the show, whether the show's going to work, is it going to be successful. So as a pilot, you have to like, not on a, a pilot thing. season, you have to like literally walk on eggshells, yeah. not make anybody mad and do your best to hope that the show's going to do well. Once the show comes out and it airs and people respond well to it and you get ratings, then you can loosen up and be yourself a little bit more. So TV, man, I'll tell you, that is... That is a wild, wild world, which we'll talk to about, uh, you know, on this podcast, we'll talk about what we've learned on TV and how the TV business works and what reality TV is versus like scripted TV. Man, that is a wild, wild world. Um, what it boils down to though is entertainment. That's kind of the business that uh, the three of us on the side of the table, Marcus, Diesel, Dave, and myself are in. Kenny, why are you at this table? Kenny keeps me entertained. That's why I just want to be more like uh, David over here. <laughs> but... I don't surround myself. You're the, you're the, what do they say? You're the, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with or something like that. Yes. What? So yeah, there's this, there's a saying where basically you become the average of the top five people that you spend time with. So be careful. Sp- yeah. Be careful. No wonder yeah. I'm so good. 
Yeah. Right? I yeah. hang out with some good dudes. Yeah. Uh, that's the, I think the exact same thing. Hey, you remember how you said Kenny likes nice things? Do you yeah. know I never, ever in my life, I lived with Kenny for a while. We and were roommates. We were roommates in your was, house. You actually grew mushrooms in his carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was, oh, that was That was booger. That was booger. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Right. Those, were, those were not but like drug mushrooms. Disclosed. I have disclosed. never <laughs> had a massage till Kenny paid for a massage, yeah. set it up for me, yeah, and right. I went and had a massage. So I, I, I enjoyed <laughs> some of the higher things in life because of the good example of Kenny here. How did you like that? Well, yeah, dude, you want to, you know, he gets one weekly now. You want to know a funny, <laughs> funny story about that? I'd never had a massage. It was Laura, right? Oh, yeah. So I never had a massage. So I go in, she says, okay, now get, you know, get interested. Did you like in it? I can't well, remember. no, here, here, I was great, but it was awkward because, you know, she says, all right. Um, just go ahead and get undressed and I'll come back in. I never had a massage. I didn't know what to do. So I got butt naked and laid on the table. <laughs> yeah, no blanket on top. <laughs> and she walks in and she says, okay. Um, Were you laying on your back or on your belly? No, I was laying face down when my butt was, you know, was fully exposed. No, yeah. she was super cool about it. Right, and made me feel good. She said, okay. But she, was, she was like our age though. Yes. Yeah, yeah same yeah. age. We knew we're in a social <laughs> setting as well, and so. he's laying butt naked on the top of her table. I, this is all. I was totally back uncomfortable. And I'm like, but I guess this is what you do. You know <laughs> what I mean? Said, just do it. <laughs> so she came in and says, "I'm gonna go back out, and you just take the blanket and you pull up over yourself." But yeah, my first massage ever was, you know, compliments of Kenny here. <laughs> my first uh, cup of pre-workout compliments of Kenny. Oh, I think mine was too. I had, I didn't even know what here, caffeine here. was up until that point. Yeah. Like I had had like Mountain Dew and that was it. Like I didn't drink energy drinks or anything, but we're going to the gym. Like the first day I'm going to the gym with Kenny, he drags my like out of shape ass out of oh, my parents' basement. he was pear-shaped. Because I, I was pear-shaped and I was super depressed after my breakup. With you got yeah. pear-shaped? Oh, it was bad. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Because I have a big frame. I've got broad shoulders and stuff. Nice. I just Dacked. did not take care of myself like i didn't didn't and it wasn't that i didn't take care of myself i just didn't know anything about fitness so kenny literally pulled me out of the depths of despair and he's like you should try to come to the gym with me and i'm like okay guy take it easy like i don't need to learn how much i can bench that's what i thought when i thought about fitness i thought about high school fitness which was the dudes who were figuring out how much can they bench right like the mike olsons and the jake mcmillans and like r.i.p r.i.p that's right man that's we've lost some good dudes yeah Who's this? There I am. Oh, There's a picture. There I am. Oh, that was skinny sparks. My head was the biggest thing on me. Whoa. Yeah. That's uh where where is that? Dude, that's, that's Lake Powell, that's Lake Powell man. I, I was also sometimes. pretty skinny myself, you know. Dude, what I mean? you were. Whoa. Why yeah. why do you have double the neck back then? How old are you guys? Yeah, I, I don't is know. Is that a goatee? My Italian nose now sticks out more is than your my neck, neck does. Got shorter? No, I just feel like I put on some good weight. <laughs> Filled in. I put in some good you weight. Got some traps and a little bit of neck muscles. You know what though? What did you get from going to the gym? Oh, dude. Peanut butter shake with you every time. Every oh. time. And, and for some reason, you'd always pay for it. Yeah. Like, he, he knew that. So, Kenny introduced me to the gym. He introduced me to supplements. He introduced me to, like, like that's probably the only reason I would go. And that's probably why you were smart. You were getting me the peanut butter Addicted. shakes. Addicted. Yeah, because I was like, oh, yeah. well, if I go do, like, a little bit of a workout, I get a peanut butter, like, protein shake. So, I'll go. And I had nothing else going on. Like, I wanted to, like, become better. And next thing you know, I remember the day you told me. So the the barbell curls, we started with, you started me with like just the bar, which is 45 if it was the straight bar. Yeah. So uh, I was starting on that. Like my arms were burning. Next thing you know, he throws some tens on there. I'm like, dude, stop it. Like I'm not a, I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not going to grow muscles like you. Like I want to be in shape. Next thing you know, I'm curling a quarter on each side. So yeah. I was curling 95 pounds. The same day? No, it was, this was like a month <laughs> later though. Like it, yeah. it happened yeah. quickly. And, and I remember one of our buddies was like, dude. Why are you? How are you curling quarter plates? I didn't even know anything about it. Like Kenny took me from 
out of shape to learning how to work out and like growing muscles really, really quickly. And had you not done that, dude, I would probably still be pear-shaped. Well, you know, so I funny. wanted you to have self-respect <laughs> and common courtesy for others. Yeah, so uh, I did not want to have diabetes when I was 21, <laughs> I 22. Pear-shaped. Dude, I was, I, it was not great. So that's uh, one thing that Kenny's really good at is uh, like mm, fitness, but more than that, overall wellness. You grew up in a family, though, and I didn't really realize this until the other day when we were getting IVs. You'd been going to the holistic doctor since you were 15. Yeah. Oh, really? Your mom yeah. is into that. Yeah. God bless Ina May, by the way. A- she is Amen. a wonderful woman. Amen. Uh, Kenny's mom is, uh, rather than taking her kids to a standard medical clinic and just getting prescription after prescription, she yeah. would take these guys and get homeopathic drugs, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a you know, different type of healing. But, yeah, we would, uh, we would get what we needed taken care of. I don't want to say homeopathic mm. drugs. That sounds bad. Homeopathic medicines, which is basically oils. It's um, vitamins. Yeah. Holistic. Uh, yeah. Different energy. So rather, rather than chemicals. Supplements. Supplements. So. I love you, a supplement. Do you think that is, <laughs> I mean, obviously that's what made you who you are today, but what would have happened had your mom not, had she just taken you down like the regular road of just, you know, traditional medicine? Like. Yeah, my upbringing was very different. I mean, I was kind of raised by entrepreneurs in general. So um, kind of what was expected out of me versus uh, the traditional, I think it's very different. But ultimately, ultimately for me, thinking about the way I was raised, I wouldn't change it for anything. Uh, and, and just wanting what's best, you know, for your kids. We all want what's best for our kids. But my, my parents decided to take a different approach and instill in us you know, bring out the best in others, uh, bring out the best in yourself, give yourself the best chance you can. They always believed in us too. I mean, I, I was fortunate enough to go to uh, motivational speakers at an early age. Did you, you go know? to Zig Ziglar? Yeah. I went to Jim Rome, Zig Ziglar. When uh, you were like Les a Brown. kid. Yeah. <laughs> who's Zig Ziglar? Dude, the greatest salesman who's ever lived on the planet. Like Zig Ziglar is, he, he's They're the he, old school Tony Robbins version. I mean, they, they, they were like the the guys back in the, the day. They, they were the personal development guys. They were the dream guys boards. That, yeah, they they were the ones that basically got our parents when they were our age up and fired up to go do their thing and like live oh, their dreams. Yeah, exactly. Uh, back then, they, you know, there was big like you used to be able to put ten thousand people in a room and do a big sales pitch like an Amway or something and sign up ten thousand people in a day. Like it's not that way anymore. Like you can still have big events and they can convert people, but man, it's like the heyday of that type of sales. Whew. We think about this. Uh, I mean. Back then, I did a dream board when I was like 12 or 14. When you say dream board, other people call that a vision board. A vision board, exactly. Uh, that was unheard of, right? How old but were you? I was like 12 or 14. I can't Come remember. On. I didn't do my yeah. first vision board until I was 26 or 27. You know what's I crazy, though? about vision boards. Like, <laughs> we're going to get you a vision board. You guys have never done vision boards, I got right? a picture of you on I mean, I, I don't... Okay. I don't uh, you have a picture of me on your vision board? Yeah. And you called it a Everyone dream board? Everyone needs a little more D in them. <laughs> That is uh, one thing that we will teach you on this podcast. I mean, it's kind of like common sense nowadays, like vision boards, like I think they teach them in school, but uh, we will teach you what a vision board is and why it is powerful. Because I have a vision board that I created in 2010 with some stuff on there that I did not really think was realistic at the time. I put like a trophy truck on there. I put like a really nice house. I even put the breed of dog that I wanted. 
now here we are eight years later and I have almost 95% of the things that I put on my vision. It was a Swiss mountain dog that before I even had my Swiss mountain dog. Really? Ashley gave that to you for a gift, right? Yes, she got for me as a gift and she didn't really even know that that's what I wanted. No, she'd never seen my vision board. I'll I'll, I'll post a picture of my vision board. So it's got a picture of like um, a lifted Chevy Kodiak that I thought was like untouchable. Mm -hmm. I've owned like 15 of yeah, those now. Um, it had like a crazy looking rock crawler that I never thought I'd be able to own because it was like 60, 70, $80,000 rock crawler. I now own the Brodozer. That's my dream rock crawler. I'm telling you, dude, the things on this Topless list. Topless picture of yourself. I did somebody not. Somebody else's body at the time. I, I don't know if you I did? put anything fitness related <laughs> on my vision board at the time. I don't know if I did or not, but I, uh, man, I'm telling you, like once I learned, and this is a lot of this is from you. Once I learned what like, you introduced me to The Secret. This is where my personal development journey started. Do you remember watching The Secret of this the house? movie, yeah, I do. Yeah. Good book. I made you watch it, too. Was it on the projector in your basement? That's right. Of the theater room that, that we all Dave built? built? Yes. Thank you for being honest. Well, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I didn't help too that much, counts, I'll be right? honest. You did paint. I find. Uh, no, my it. mom's friend painted it. I'm well, pretty we, sure my mom I was there. there. <laughs> well, yeah, you were there. <laughs> you did find it. Lisa did do it. Lisa yeah. and Kim. My mom right. came over and did most of the trim work in there. That I built a movie awesome. theater in your basement, though, because and you know what? I benefited from it because I had a lot of you girls You benefited over. a lot from that. <laughs> I, I didn't even live in the house. <laughs> he was there more than Marcus was. I was going to say, you brought a lot of girls I, over yeah, to Kenny's hold basement. Hold on. You want to talk to me? You want to stack girl against girl right now? Like you... Well, I don't want to get into that yeah, history. As a DJ in the young single oh, adult man. world... Uh, man, that uh, honestly, that's been the only thing that's ever driven. That. That's the only thing that's ever pushed yeah. Marcus and I away from each other at all has been girls. And you it's hated not, the girls I yep. I dated, and you, I hated most of the girls you dated because you dated crappy girls. And you dated really crappy girls. <laughs> I dated like one crappy girl. Yeah, that but she, dude, it was like a long time it of you guys dating. A man, bad relationship. Yeah, was, but then you guys not. found perfect girls. Yeah, that's and right. each other for sure. Here we are. Uh, so basically, that. Uh, that journey that Kenny put me on, like you don't realize making me watch the secret, which I'm pretty sure you made me watch multiple times. Yep. The first time I watched it, I was like, okay, this is like, I'm just going to, you're hear. next. You never seen the secret. No, I've never heard of the secret. Holy crap. What is this? And I don't have a vision board. Can you imagine what he'd be able to accomplish? Had he implemented some of the Let's simple get him stuff, the biggest board we can and yeah. have him fill it. Okay. I like that idea. That's just going to be a giant picture of machete. Oh, come on. Now. We're going to have to yeah. give him categories. Danny Trejo just on your wall. You know what? It's just a blank canvas. You know, I'm pretty sure Danny Trejo had a Hell Camino too. Oh, I in like In one this of the guy. movies. You I know like what I mean? So it's like. I think Dave's vision board is probably in his head though, to be honest with you. It like, is. He yeah. wanted a badass Hell Camino and he now has one of the most now, badass Hell Caminos in the world. on a shelf in the I will tell you one secret about the secret. No, I'll tell you something about your dream board. Uh, everyone beware of what you put on it. And I'll tell you why. When I was young, you know, when you're 14, 12, whatever, what are your perspectives? What do you think you want, right? So mm -hmm. I put a whole bunch of stuff on there that was important to me at age 14. Well, fast forward to uh, one of our attorney friends, Cole, great guy, took me on my 30th birthday to Les Brown, and I got to hang out with him backstage, and he said some nice things about me, which, you know, I won't go into. But after that, I went home. And I remembered my, my uh, dream board. I hadn't looked at it in a while. And I continued to add to it or whatever. But I remember looking at my house and the things and whatever's accomplished and been a part of my life and going, oh, my gosh, these things aren't that important to me now, right, in the big scheme of things. But they were very important to me at a young age. And you start putting momentum toward those things, you may just get them. So be careful what you wish for. All right, so here, here we go. We're actually getting on to the uh, – 
part of the podcast where we're going to start giving you some to dos, like some. And yeah. this is a perfect place to start because I, to me, I feel like the secret and vision boards is all pretty common knowledge, especially for the type of person who's listening to a podcast in the personal development space. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, so the, I, I, the, is it too late or can I go no, no, home no, no, and no, make yeah. it? I just, board, I just updated you know my vision I mean? board on Sunday. I had my checklist. Yeah, vision the secret board. But vision you know, board. The problem is, I guys, I'll tell you right now. Daily. Goals. I actually stopped updating my vision board for like eight years. And I got to a dry spell. I really did. I got to a part. I got to a point in my life where I was like, I don't. What else, I, I didn't. I didn't know what I wanted. I knew that I wanted stuff. I knew I wanted like to accomplish things, but I didn't really hundred percent know what it was. And, and over the last year, I have got back on the ball of like putting big things on there because the more successful you become, the more lofty your goals become. So on my vision board, I'm thinking that uh, something very important for me is with your new house having a single track motorcycle trail that goes up on your mountain. Done. It's already there. So Yes. It's already I'm, there. I'm just, just, I'm just throwing that it. out there early. Yep. You know what I mean? So that it, it happens. But yeah, that's that's on number one on the list. So right here's now. how a vision board works. And we might take this part of the podcast and cut it towards the end so you have a takeaway or we might put it at the front. But Basically, here is your number one task to take away from this podcast today is create yourself a vision board. And the best way to do this is go to Google, find, think of images of things that you want, whether it be a houseboat, whether it be a you know, convertible Viper. Well, I don't care what it is. It's okay to be material things. It's okay to be a stack of cash, but be very specific in what you want. Save those images. Uh, nowadays, we just have albums on our phone. Go put them in an album on your phone. Call that your vision board. And think of literally, I want you to be lofty. I want you to think of like things that like may seem unattainable because the more unattainable it is, the better it is for you. All right. You hear- I love that. We're going to do a spinoff. That's an incredible way for those digitally and things like that. But I'm going to go a little deeper into something I heard recently. If you're artistic, which I am not, I cut out stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. out of a magazine, like four out of magazine or house out of a magazine. I'm not artistic that way. I'm visual. So that's why the dream board matters to me. But if you are artistic and you draw this, if you can draw some of these things and you use a photo or whatever to guide you, uh, it actually can be more impactful because uh, you're using a different part of your brain, your energy going into it. It's, uh, it brings out a part of your emotion, right, In, into what matters to you. So, so that, be passionate. Yep. So the first thing on my dream board is going to be a printer. <laughs> yes. no, no, no. So that's where I'm going with this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kenny makes a great point. You want to have something physical. I think it's probably the best part of that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. there's not really magazines that you would necessarily cut things out of. I guess you could. I mean, I was 12, but we yeah. don't, we don't receive to, magazines like we used to. Yeah. But here's where I'm going with this. Go create this this board on your phone. Okay. Go create all these pictures. Call it 20 or 30 images to get started. That's the challenge. 20 images. All right. That's a lot. Go to Google and find 20 images of things that you want. And I don't care if they're like they can be spiritual goals. They can be temporal goals. Vision boards work, I think, best when they're like um, physical things, like things that you want, whether it be a nice car, truck, house, whatever it is. All right, create this board. Go to your app store and download a collage maker. All right, hit make a collage with all those pictures, just, with just that album. It's going to scatter pictures all over it. Send that picture into like any of the 10 million online print services that create posters. This is what I did. Um, and it, I, I ordered like a 20 by 20 poster of my vision board. They printed it off. They sent it to me, rolled up. I've got it in my office. I'll show you guys. And I, that is in my space. Like I didn't put it somewhere. Uh, in in fact, my space? That's not on my space. 
I, I did. And the funny thing about my vision board, I was so ashamed of some of my goals at first because they were so lofty that they were almost embarrassing. I never showed anybody. Was a helicopter on there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The I same helicopter this. that's on my debit card. I've, I've had that same helicopter in my mind since forever. And right now, I own the grandfather to that helicopter that I want. And the only reason I own that one is because from like a business standpoint, it makes more sense for me to own one that does the exact same things as the one that I had on my vision board, but it's like a quarter of the cost. I love where you're going with this. I haven't done this. So now I'm going to accept this challenge and do it that way. I've always gotten my craft on. I've been cutting pictures out, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you can find the pictures you want, it's just harder to find a physical image unless you print it off and and do that. So I guess you could do that. I just like it. I like the high def, like, you can pay somebody online. I think it was like 75 cents to get a poster printed. Have you guys ever heard Tony Michael. Robbins' version of this? No. No. He cut out a special king or a castle that was in a magazine or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, he put it on his, you know, dream board. And this is when I think he was a janitor or something. He bought that house. Tony Robbins was a janitor? Without even yeah. knowing. Yeah, he bought it without even knowing. He later looked mm. at his dream board and wham. It he was, was showing point. his kid or something his dream board. And he was going through it. And he's and he like holy shit, like this, it wasn't just the house. It was, it was the exact house, house like an aerial crazy. view of that house. So it's pretty powerful. So create a vision board. And if you're ashamed of it, that's fine. Or if you're embarrassed of what you're putting on there, keep it to yourself. It's a, it's a very personal people. thing. It's a personal <laughs> thing. Yeah, or if you want to get out of your comfort zone, one thing you've always you're told be me held is accountable. if you're not comfortable, you're not growing. Yeah. But the problem is people hold you accountable like you've got some lofty stuff on there. Yeah. It's hard to be held accountable to big, big dreams and goals. Like you have to hold yourself accountable, which is what the vision board is for. Because if you have this and you have those things stacked in front of you, then if you don't have them, you're not, a, you're not reaching your full potential because there's no reason you can't get every single thing on your vision board. So, I mean, this is basic, guys. This let, is, me, let me ask you this though. Because obviously no. like Sparks, you're, you're a hustler. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing I've always attributed myself to is like, if I'm hungry, I can figure out how to eat. Right. I may not be like the smartest guy and I may not have like the biggest game plan, but when I'm hungry, I'll figure out to eat. When I want a new motorcycle, yep. I'm like, dude, I want a new motorcycle. I can figure out how to get you it. Move you move faster know I mean? than anybody I know too. When, 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 when you text brain, me and tell me that you, yeah. you're, you like, you want a dirt bike, two days later, you have to have that dirt bike in your garage. It stays I on my brain until it's this. gone. But there are a lot of people I don't feel like who have that same ambition. They may have the goals. So where do you take it from your vision board to making it happen. So the next step on a vision board to me is take the time to actually experience the joy of owning all those things on your vision board. What I mean by that is take 30 minutes a day, take 50, I don't care what your schedule is. You can find time, sit down and feel the emotion as if you owned that motorcycle, as if you owned that helicopter. If you start to feel when I wanted my helicopter so bad, I used to drive my truck down the road, put one hand down to my side where the collective is on the helicopter and one hand on the steering wheel. And I would basically position it as if it was the stick. And I would drive my truck as if I was flying a helicopter. I would actually like visually, physically do it. And I, and I started feeling the emotion of like, man, this would be, this feels good to own a helicopter. The sooner you believe it, the sooner it's going to happen. Your thoughts, like the, that's the next thing on our list here is the secret, but thoughts become things very, very quickly. Like that's why Kenny's saying, be careful what you wish for because it will happen sooner than you expect. So uh, the next step on that, on that is basically visualize it and take time to think about it and feel the emotion of you having it because your emotions become extremely powerful and you broadcast that frequency into the world and then that kicks you into gear, which is the next step, which is go get it. All right, uh, but the Dave's best- special because he knew what he wanted, though. And I think part of doing your dream board too is figuring out what you want 
and then doing what he just said, that exercise of, of, of enjoying that experience, whatever it is, you know, uh, but some people actually don't know what they want. They know what they don't want. And so dream board is huge for people to understand, like, look, I actually would like a different lifestyle. I want more freedom. That was a big one on my dream board this year. I want more time right. to do what I want, you know, and, and then visualizing what that's like. And then feeling I, put, that. I put that on mine too. And it's a picture of an island in Belize because I don't necessarily want the island. I mean, I'd, I'd take the island, but I more or less want the ability to be able to go to that island with my friends and family whenever I want and not have to worry about my phone. You right want now. to know a nice story about Belize and an island? Yeah. You ever seen the lighthouse? There's a little lighthouse off the coast of Belize, and it's uh, probably 150 feet by 150 feet. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy that's lived there. He's about 94 years old. And we, had, uh, we found a local to take us out on a boat. And we went to one island, and they wanted to charge us like 100 bucks a piece to go to this island. He's like, oh, I got a friend. So we went to an island where this little old man had been living there for 70 years. He built the island himself on top of a reef, built in, took cement bags, and then filled it with sand. And then the Belize government came to him and offered to put the lighthouse there, which gave him some funding. Anyways, we went there. And you know those conch shells you see on the... Yeah. On, you, you rarely see them because people go and grab them, right? right. I walked along his little island coast and I saw probably 30 of those shells. And I asked him, like, how many people have you let come on this island? He says, well, you, your wife, and about two other people. You know what I mean? Wow. But that was, I, cool. I know it's taking it way off topic, but Belize has been one of my favorite spots because of that little island. So if you ever go to Belize, look for the uh the light tower That's or the lighthouse. Belize is actually pretty cool. It's got uh, Yeah, we had similar It's it's very underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Belize is people talk Beautiful about like place. oh go dive in Belize there's so much more to it like all the little keys or K's or I don't know how you pronounce small that. islands all over yeah. and they were awesome um, all off the coast of Belize and you can be the like your own literally I'm like in the movies the little white sand tropical island the yeah. size of your freaking living room you can have your own for the day and go out there and just because it's all part of like a Belize national park so you get out there and you like remember the one that we had we had yeah. our own picnic table on our own little island that was literally the size of maybe a football field it had like one or two trees and it was all white sand and it looked like your your standard tropical deserted desert island you know yeah it was and, pretty uh, rad so yeah definitely you got to visualize those things and so if you're not a very visual person become one and the best way to do that is to basically go out and find pictures of things that you like or want and your vision board can start with small things if you have a piece of crap laptop and you want a better one put a picture of the nice laptop on there because guess what? That's a $1,000 goal. You can, you can hit that fairly quickly. And it's important to have those because if you just go out there and put you know, the biggest mansions and gold mines and all kinds of stuff on your vision board and you don't have any sort of stepping stones, you're going to wind up getting frustrated. And you're not going to believe your own story that you can get those things. So put small things, put big things, and everything in between on this vision board and do it right now. So stop what you're doing, collect those images, put that board together, Keep it private, share it with your family. I don't care. But the sooner you do that, the sooner you're going to have something to reference of what you want and what you're working for. The reason why you're getting up early and getting home late, that's why. Feel free to share them with us. I'd love to see them. Yeah, I actually would too. So we'll find a way for you guys to uh, post these probably online and tag us if you want to share them. Because honestly, uh, the, the more you put this stuff out in the universe the more it's going to come right back to you. As soon as the world and the uh, universe and the law of attraction, which we'll get into next, knows what you want, it's going to start working to get towards you. It's like a magnet. You cannot keep two magnets apart. Like They want to be together. So it works that way. So the next thing on our list is going to be, our next task for you is to watch or listen to The Secret. 
All right, Dave, you still have not listened to that or watched it. I'm Googling it as we speak. It, uh, I think it's available on YouTube now. It's like uh, the full-length uh, secret. You you bought it from like a mail-order service. Like, I don't know how. How did I'm you sure get the secret? I'm sure you paid high dollars for that. You had a DVD, I remember. One of the first, yeah. Sure it wasn't a Laserdisc? Maybe it was. It might have been a Laserdisc <laughs> in Ron Wright's basement. It was not a VHS, I can promise you that. <laughs> you guys uh, you know find something over there? I said it's definitely not that one, no. Dave. <laughs> Yeah, why would that pop up first? Hmm. I think it's scroll over. It's the next one. I see it popping up. There it is. So the secret, uh, it's got like a gold cover and a red like stamp seal on the front of it. Guys, the secret is like a wax seal. Who put? Let me see that. Who published it? By Rhonda Byrne. Yep, that's right. So uh, you can get the audiobook Jack on Audible. Jack oh, on Target. It. You've got yep. a whole lot of. I mean, it, it's like a. It is like the first thing to listen to in the personal development space or watch. I like to watch it because the references they use. Uh, the guy who wrote Chicken Soup for Jack Chicken Canfield. Soup for the Soul. Canfield. That guy, Jack Canfield. He is a big part of it. It's got some big names. It's got everyone from scientists to philosophers to just self-help gurus. Yeah. And they basically talk about, the whole thing is talking about the law of attraction. Did you watch it? Uh, you can listen to it or watch it. YouTube, uh, you can I, read I, I think it's like an hour and something long. Think. In fact, let me tell you guys this. Uh, I want to tell you a cool story. The other day I got a message on um, Instagram. I get a lot of DMs and I rarely am able to go through them all. I'm talking like two, three, four hundred a day. I got one the other day and I just felt like I had to open it. I opened it and it was from a mom from California. She said, hey, Heavy D, I just want you to know that my son loves your show. He's 10 years old, but he's going through some stuff right now. He, um, he's, he's something that he was either shorter or for some reason he just did not fit in with his classmates. And she said, um, he tries really hard, but he's been going to school and kids have been making fun of him and he's been being, get, you know, getting bullied, but he's got a really positive attitude and he's trying to stay, you know, mentally strong about this, but I know he's struggling and it's frustrating for him. And he looks up to you a lot, a lot. Like he watches your show with you and diesel Dave, and he loves what you guys do. Um, and she said, thank you for just being like a good role model for my son, because you give him something to be excited about. Um, and that got me thinking, I can't remember whether she asked me to do this or whether I just decided to reach out. But, um, I said, I responded and I said, do you have the ability to show him a video if I send it to you? And she said, yeah, he would love that. And so I recorded the video on my phone. It was three, like three or four minutes long. And I basically just talked to this kid and said, dude, like life may seem tough. I gave him some life advice, but I ended it with saying, I want you to watch The Secret. He's 10 years old, all right? He's, he's a young kid. I said, I want you to watch The Secret. Please just take the time. You may not understand it. You may not understand like if, if, the, if the movie's an hour long, you might get two minutes of it, but just do it. And uh, I felt kind of weird after I sent that. I was like, no, that's kind of a weird thing to ask a young kid to do. Got a message from the mom the next day. She's like, my son watched your video. He started freaking out when he saw that it was you. He was so excited. And he put the phone like an inch away from his face and watched that video probably a hundred times that day. She's like, he watched it over and over and over again. And now he's watched The Secret. And she's like, so she's been keeping me updated on this over the last few weeks. She's like, he's happier. He's doing better in school. He's doesn't care what kids think at school, which all of a sudden has made kids want to be his friend because he's less yeah. concerned about what people think about him. And she's like, this like literally changed the course of his life. And I don't think he fully understands the law of attraction yet, but he knows that if he wants something and if he thinks about it, there's a good chance he's going to get it. So he's starting to think about good things. You know, I love that you actually did that with a younger person because their minds are so, you know, in a place at that age specifically. Um, Dude, if you're 10 or 12 years old, like, they're like a sponge. They're moldable. Big, so you're, you're so like you're, you just play. gave him. Yep. You just gave him great direction and substance versus listening to maybe some negative context. Uh, he's now having the ability to 
attract others around him because people people are on are automatically drawn people are drawn toward excitement happiness joy uh people have something going on right like they we all know people like that in our lives that uh it seems like they've always got something interesting and maybe they don't but you like being around them you enjoy being around them and uh that's ultimately what it can help you do besides a dream board besides these other things but live a fulfilled life in, in and of yourself and 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 how you affect other people so with that said uh guys there's people that are listening to this who are like way deep in the self-help world and the personal development world and you know we're telling them like mickey mouse elementary yeah. stuff but there's also guys who are extremely successful like the guys marcus and dave sitting next to me that haven't done this stuff yet so if you haven't done it take the time to do these things right away because it will literally change your life and i'm not talking like two three four years from now it'll change your life this month it really really so will. we got somewhat of like a homework assignment you guys do and everybody listening does i already placed an order on amazon so you can, I'm telling you, you can go to YouTube and watch The Secret for free. Oh, Get the audio book, but don't... <laughs> the disc is meaningful. I would okay. tell you, when you commit to watching it, watch it three or four times within the first like week or so that you watch it because it's important to be able to... Like, you'll miss so much because it's going to be such a foreign concept to you if you've never heard it before that you're going to want to like listen multiple times. All right, You so. get something else out of it too, and, and when that's what's fun about it is when you meet other people, usually you run into someone who knows about it, you're thinking about it, and uh, you can share, and then it builds, right? It always builds. Dude, if you're listening to this podcast, you ha- you're going to have no problem taking the time to listen to an audiobook of The Secret or watch the YouTube uh, video of it. because Or, or buy the, the tape online. Support the people who made it. I don't care. Just figure out a way to get that information because knowledge is power, and the law of attraction is like the ultimate power in the universe. It is the most powerful thing. And the law of attraction could be a million different things. To me, it's faith. Like, I'm a religious person. I believe I'm going to get something. I believe it's a righteous desire in my heart. I know the Lord's going to give it to me. So it's no different. Like you can call it law of attraction. You can call it destiny. You can call it fate. You can call it faith. You can call it whatever you want. At the end of the day, it's all the same thing. If you believe it, you're going to get it. All right. So here's where we're at. Uh, we've covered step one, which is the vision board. Step two, which is uh, watch or listen to the secret, which you're, those are going to go hand in hand because if you watch the secret, they're going to tell you to create a vision board as well. So it's really one, but they're two tasks for you. This is homework. Um, item number three, we want to talk about some fitness stuff for you. Uh, you listening to this, you might be in phenomenal shape. You might be a bodybuilder. You also might be a middle-aged dad with three or four kids and you just are low on energy. You don't necessarily, like you go to work, you go home, you you just have a routine and you may have lost some of that uh, ambition or drive or energy that you used to have, which God, we're all 32, 33, 34 years old. Mm -hmm. So is that middle age now? Maybe. It feels like it. It's just shy of middle age. I think. I feel pretty young. I feel like I'm. People live to be 80, 90 now. So, I think no, 40, I feel young. let's call 40 middle age. We're not there yet. We're still youngsters, but, uh, to avoid physical burnout, there's some things that you can do like right away. So, um, all of us do some sort of, uh, work like, like working out. You do boxing, right, Marcus? Yeah. And you yes. actually taken a boxing match. Yeah. It didn't go uh, over that well. The first time I was there, you actually did good, but your yeah. knee, your knee blew out, right? I completely severed my ACL. ACL. Tore my MCL, tore my meniscus. Ugh, it looked so nasty. Being a big, you know, the, the bad thing about that was is nobody saw what happened. Right. You know, my knee completely popped out, and then I tried to stand up, and my knee popped out again. Everybody's looking at me like, I saw it yo, all. what happened? It looked like you got rocked like, like your bell rung. 
Yeah, which was it, not. It wasn't the case. The case. You, your knee was literally giving out when you were standing up. I knew it was happening because I knew you had knee problems. But yeah. from somebody who was spectating and watching, it was just a little amateur boxing event. But right. um, it looked like you were getting your bell rung, but really you were just trying to stand up on a freaking knee. Looked that like a, I looked up. like a baby giraffe. You did <laughs> look like a baby giraffe. That's it was better. Was, I was going to say peg leg, but baby yeah. giraffe. Is it was. It was literally a baby like giraffe. A, I looked like Bambi <laughs> trying to walk around the ring. Four legs around. He was. Oh, that was so. That rocked your world for a while. Yeah, you know. Since then, I've incurred about six other major injuries too. It was like a catalyst to a bunch of. But that bad had you down things. for a while, right? Oh yeah, no. I. I mean, it was a dark place. That. The worst? No, seriously. It was. I'm telling you. I know the, you went the through. I had two surgeries you after therapy. The closest I've ever been to depression has yeah. been through every injury. You can ask my wife that uh, it puts me in a real bad place. And I yeah. feel like it's okay to talk about that because a lot of people listening are going through They've either been right. through this, they're going through this, mm-hmm. or they're going to experience this at some point. So, like, we're not going to sugarcoat things. We're not going to, like, hide things or things that are taboo to talk about. It, like, if it's real and it could apply to you and there's a way to potentially spin it so that it could help you, we're going to talk about it. So yeah. you, you came Boxing, out of that. fitness. Yeah, obviously, you know. Did you underestimate the recovery on your first surgery oh like I gosh. did? Oh, my gosh. You know, the worst is, I you know, seven months ago, we went riding out with Wally, mm-hmm. a mutual friend of all of ours, and uh, I went over the bars of my dirt bike, and oh. I separated my AC joint level five out of six. And that, you know, my arm was like displaced. And I really thought like, oh man, a couple of weeks, I'll be back to riding. And that is one of the most miserable things I've ever done. You didn't have a friend yeah. come put his foot in your armpit and yank your arm? I'm sure glad he didn't because it wouldn't have helped. Did we ever tell you about that? No. So we went out to the track one day. Like Diesel, this was, we were single. So it was like, oh, eight, oh, nine. Ten years ago. And we had all ridden track a little bit, mm-hmm. but... I don't think any of us knew how much we, the other person really hadn't ridden a lot of track, right. especially recently. So we got to the throttle 215 and we, we unload our bikes. That's a big track. Yeah, because you think like once you've ridden a track, you just know how to get on. You get right back on the bike and ride. Dude, within the first lap, within the first lap, Diesel Dave. I, over, I overshot the, the tabletop and went right up and over the top of the next berm <laughs> and into the fence. And Ouch. just completely destroys his collarbone. But we thought he re- dislocated his shoulder. Well, hold on. Before we get to that part, I follow Dave on that same jump. I either overshot or undershot the triple and landed right in the middle. And both of my ankles, I was, as I was standing on the, on the pegs with just my toes, both my ankles folded up and like hit my knees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, I just instantly fell off the bike and had two sprained ankles. And then our other buddy who was there did the same thing. I think he <laughs> yep. like rolled it, broke his ankle. Who, who was riding? Gardner. Was it Gardner? So within like, the, I'm telling you, within like the first 30 seconds, <laughs> we, were the we, were, 15 <laughs> we were all down for the count. So Dave, Dave's shoulder was like, like limp and like hanging though. And you could tell it was like out of place. And we're like, oh, your shoulder's out of place. We'll, we'll fix that. I'm like, dude, watch. I just looked on YouTube. All you got to do <laughs> oh, is, all you got to do is I'll put my foot in your armpit and I'll pull it and it'll pop it back in. Because uh, Dave was, I think you'd had a shoulder problem before uh-huh. that. And so you knew like put it back in place. So he's laying on the floor. I'm tugging his arm and it goes click. Oh, and we're like, yeah, it's place. back in place. I'd let go and it go click. And he's like, ah, I'm freaking out. I'm like, shit, we better do it again. It's not there. <laughs> we click it back and forth like 10 times in the living room, laying down on the floor. And uh, he's like, ah, it's just not working, man. I, I can't get it back in place. Goes to the doctor and the guy's like, oh yeah, you got a broken collarbone. And the, and the bone is going click, click, yep. click. Like, back and forth. Back and forth. So that was brutal. But yeah, recovering from an injury like that, like not only is it hard physically, but mentally is probably the hardest part, right? That's, it took me into a dark place. Mm-hmm. And then- you know, and my wife knows it's coming because since that knee, uh, okay, so since the knee, uh, I also, last time I played softball, oh, I had yeah. all of my teeth knocked out. My front teeth mm-hmm. got knocked out. Three I'm days later, 
No, no, I was playing catcher. That's Someone right. come running home and they tried to That's run right. me over. Instead, they stuck their elbow in my mouth. So three days later, I was in a bad place there. And I'm pretty sure I had some medication in me. <laughs> and I thought, you know, man, I just got to ride my dirt bike. That's going to make me feel better, you know? <laughs> I, I just got to rip my dirt bike. Oh, so I was going up and down my road doing wheelies, right? And uh, so I'm doing wheelies, but the problem was it was raining a little bit. Oh. So as I'm doing wheelies, my back tire's spinning, and I'm going down, so I gave it a little bit more, and then I laid it over. Anyways, long story short, motorcycle peg went through the top of my foot. Oh. And it took three constructive, reconstructive surgeries to put it back together. And then shortly after that, uh, you know, the knee. And then I've had like two meniscus surgeries since then, an AC joint. So it's just been piled and piled. It knocks me out every time. Here's like, the side of being hurt that you don't really think about. When your foot is damaged like that, you can't wear shoes. Like the, your foot's swollen and you can't put a shoe on it. Like there's, there's dumb little things like daily things that you start to miss out on that really are what start to add up and or like not having teeth and then not being able to put your <laughs> shoe on. <laughs> no, I'm telling you like it, it's not the it's not the initial injury that gets you. It's everything that it, aftermath. it keeps yeah. you from being able to do. Like it changes the little your things that you need your wife to help. Like yeah. like when I did my shoulder getting a shirt on and off was pretty miserable and having to ask her to put that shirt on. I mean there's some days I would just go sit in my garage. I would like hobble out to the garage and I would just sit there and just have my head in between my knees because I was that bummed out because easy things that I used to be able to do and especially trying to run your own business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things you can't do anymore, you got to have help with everything, you know. And not only that, but like, if that affects your business and your income, then all of a sudden you got this money stress on top of the stress of the you already trying yeah. to recover. Like, yeah. it compounds quickly. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah no. I mean, you're in a good place now. Like, you're you're great. But you've also learned. Like, we just asked you a second ago off the air, are you going to take another match? And you're like, nah. No. Yeah, boxing is, was always a passion. And the first fight never, it didn't go the way I planned on it, you know? And, Which, uh, if you know Marcus, he does not like to lose. I do not that, like to that, lose. The injury was nothing. Like, I think when I talked to you right after the match, you could give a shit pissed. about your knee. Yeah. You were pissed that you lost because you went in there knowing that you were going to win. Right. And you probably would have won had your knee not exploded. I felt myself winning, yeah. and then all of a sudden I felt my knee pop out sideways. But no, yeah, it's getting over it. And, you know, it's like, it, the thing is, is now it's happened six times. So it's like the first time, if I would have got up and over it, you know, it, it's fine. But then when it happens again and again, it's, it doesn't get easier. But, yeah, working through it and finally getting to a point where it's like, okay, I can go back to the gym, and now I can throw a jab because my shoulder's not hurting, and I can punch the bag half speed and then going to three-quarter speed and then getting back up to finally where you're actually, you know, Can you, I don't know right. if you'll be able to answer this or not, but for somebody who's going through what you went through with your injury, yeah, could you give them any advice on how to get through it? Um... I don't know. For, that's hard because for me, for me, it was the love of a good woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you guys know my wife. She's mm -hmm. about a hundred times better than I am. I but, did a good girl. Yeah, but I don't know. For that, for me, I think it was the support of of my wife, and then uh, also just having responsibilities. I had a business. You know, it's like I didn't have time where I had to like I could sulk right. and like feel bad. It's like I had to pick things up. So the bills kept getting paid, and you that's know, what I was the business ask. keeps running. It's, you the know little, I mean? it's the little things that you have to keep doing. 
Because if you stay busy and you keep your mind occupied, you don't have time to feel bad for yourself. Right. So a lot of people want to get hurt. Well, if they get hurt, they want to get laid up and just like heal. Yo, my doctor, <sighs> man, he's like, you're the, you're the complete opposite of what everybody says when they come in here. Everyone comes in there and say, hey, how much time can I get off? Right. How much time can I go from work? And I'm like, man, I got to work next weekend. What can I do so I can be working next weekend? You know? Yep. He said it's the complete opposite. And that's kind of, you know, the, the, struggle of being self-employed, not the struggle, but it's like the mentality of someone being self-employed mm-hmm. is, hey, you just got to pick up and get back to it. You got know? An obstacle you got to overcome. The Which thing is, there's people that aren't going <clears> to <throat> really get a lot from maybe what he's saying today. Like when people try to prepare me before my surgeries, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, but I'll be right. fine. Yeah. But they'll remember this if they're having surgery or going through anything that's mentally difficult. I mean, we're not going to tell you that you're going to avoid surgery. We're just going to say, hey, look, this is what helped us. And for me, when I went through it, like he's saying, I was on my computer literally hours after I got home. Is that the best idea? No, I should have been resting, right? But I mean, I, I love what he's saying. I mean, he, he said, you know, he's in a dark place. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was super bummed out. I mean, I couldn't work out. That was kind of you know, a place for me to find happiness. But had to, I had to like change that, right? So instead of working out, I found other things that I enjoyed, but it was a transition for sure. Yeah, I think th- what happens is when you're stuck in that little, when you're in a, inside of a picture frame, I always put it this way. When you're inside of a picture frame, all you can see is what's inside that picture frame, right? But if you have, did you tell me this before? Dude, I don't know how many times we call each other and we run things by each other and we're like, wait, am I seeing this right? If, if a picture's or am I hanging, just too close to If a it? picture's hanging on your wall, you can take a look at it and tell every, you know exactly yeah. what's happening. But if you're inside that picture, you're that little man in the Swiss Alps, all you can yeah. see is what's inside that picture frame. So until you can get like a different perspective. So I guess the biggest thing, right. probably if you're going through something where you're trying to heal or you're going through just a dark time, bring somebody else in and get a second opinion, get a third opinion, get a fourth opinion and have somebody tell you what's really happening because in your head, the world is ending, right? Like right. And you're everything totally is crumbling fine. down around you. You screwed up. You messed up. Whatever it is, you're, you're not healing as quickly as you want Liz, to. Because you got no teeth. And it's been like two <laughs> days and you're ready to just right. throw the talent. Right. And, it's like, and, it's and somebody can be days. like, hey, it's been two days. Dude, I get that when I get sick. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm a terrible sick person. My wife was a nurse and she says I'm a terrible patient. <laughs> no, and dude, she's my, right. My wife. Don't <laughs> even get me started on being sick with my wife. Like she, I'm going to have her on the podcast. One Our day. wife's she'll, joke about she'll it. She'll tell you about the last time I, I barfed. I was, it was when bad. it was all over the bathroom. And yes, then you, 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 I'm pretty sure you actually might have cleaned I up. Think I had to clean it up. <laughs> uh, so that is, that is a big piece of advice. Is, and I'm not going to add that to the, to the checklist because that's just kind of like something that will help you, but it's kind of also common sense. Um, so next item on our list that we want to talk about is probably just uh, health and wellness. Uh, w- one thing that, did I tell you about the cold showers? Yeah, you posted it on, on your social media. Too. I, I told you before that, Yeah, and you've I, been doing it for a while. Yeah, but it really opened my mind when I saw the benefits right? of warm shower versus a cold shower. So you do ice baths, right? Yeah, so my kid's uh, motorcycle trainer, Hayden Roberts, uh, he's kind of my kid's trainer, but also like kind of a mentor. Like He's a really good like positive influence for them. He knows that all of the, the injuries I've had and kind of the, the strain it's had on my body and uh, the recovery process, and he was the one who told me that I should try the ice baths, and I thought he was crazy. And then I tried one, and the next day I felt, like, way better. So There's a reason why, like, million, like, millionaire athletes, like, pro athletes, after a game they get an ice bath. And you feel instantly better. 
You know, like the next day, like I you felt substantially ice? better. I, dude, I at first I was paying for three ice bags of ice every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's now, miserable. Cryotherapy. You guys ever done that? What do you do now? Never have. No, uh, you know what I have done, and this is something that Hayden also told me to do. I live about five minutes from the mouth of American Fort Canyon. I go up and I sit. There's this little turnout in the road, and there's a spot down in the river that we found that's deep enough that we go sit in the river, and it doesn't cost us three dollars. That's actually really Dave introduced me to cryo, and that has been huge. Yeah, so I have a list here of things that uh, cold water. The benefits of cold on your body actually. Uh, increases your alertness, it refines your hair and skin, it improves immunity and circulation, it stimulates weight loss, it speeds up muscle soreness and recovery, it eases stress, and it relieves depression. That's just a little checklist. But for me, it also helps me have a better appetite, Mm -hmm. it helps me digest food better, it helps me sleep better, and the biggest part of it is it jumpstarts your day. So here's what we're going to suggest that you do. if you ever heard about a guy named Wim Hof, he's a, uh, I think he's just Norwegian or Polish. He's some. He played year, for the Yankees. He did not play for the Yankees. He, Wim Hof <laughs> he is a, he's, he's a, uh, he's a guy, he's Scandinavian descent, but he basically pioneered this cold water technique and it basically. A hell of a shortstop. And, and he, he goes out <laughs> and, he, and he shows people. Is there somebody named Wim Hof in baseball? No, <laughs> I made no. that up. So. Completely made that up. Uh, you're, I, I don't know. This, I don't, I don't know enough years. about sports that I'm like, yeah, really? This I don't know anything about sports stuff, either. Huh? He played for the New York. <laughs> he did this with one of the presidents one time. The New York he Ducks. Oh yeah, he plays for the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> so, uh, listen, cold water therapy. Let's call it that. Okay, uh, we're going to challenge you to do something every morning. All right. You need to do this, and especially this time of year where it's cold pretty much everywhere in the country unless you live in Arizona and it never gets cold. But do this. When you wake up, take your shower. I don't care how you do it, what what like process you follow, but you need to have cold, freezing cold, as cold as your shower will get. Let that water run across your skin for at least one minute. Mm-hmm. It's got to, like, multiple minutes is better because Two the minutes. more you do that, like, what it does, and the reason why this is beneficial is because the core belief is that as you get your body cold, the blood that's in your extremities flows into your core, all right? When it flows into your core, it's going in there to keep your, your center mass, like your core warm. warm. And then as, as you warm back up, it flows back out. And what that does is it allows you, like, to decrease inflammation. I read somewhere the other day that inflammation is the cause, is the root cause of all disease, Inflammation. Isn't that crazy? Like mm-hmm. something, your body overreacting to something and it's swelling up and it's sending too much blood or whatever it is there. And your body, uh, it's just basically, it's like when your gums get swollen, that's inflammation. When you get a bruise or you're, you, you know, you're swollen up, that's all inflammation. And if not treated, it can turn into a disease. You know, like uh, back in the old days, if you got like your foot was swollen or something, it would turn into gangrene. And your leg would fall off. So that was like a drastic case of it. So basically, cold water therapy, what it does is it wakes you up. right? Natural anti-inflammatory. I mean, you have anything you go into a doctor for, they're going to put you on an anti-inflammatory. This is a natural version. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why if you you get like a bonk on your head, they put an ice pack on it, right? Like, this is not anything new. Okay? This is all very, very primitive stuff. But what I think Wim Hof describes it as cavemen didn't have heated water. And they were some rugged sons of bitches. Like those guys could live out with no clothes, with like like crazy diets because they their bodies were like they were tough. They were designed to withstand the elements. Technology, as we've grown and our culture has made us kind of pussies. You get warm water. Nice, you nice get things. You, you get you get like a warm bed, <laughs> and your body starts to become a little bit immune to you know 
having nice things. And so you, you basically <laughs> having, having like the creature comforts, nice things of like warm water. And you lose a little bit of that primitive caveman side of you that was designed to like withstand the elements and, and recover quickly and heal itself quickly. So, uh, wake up, jump in the shower, run some warm water. If you want it first, um, when I first started doing this, I would take the uh, faucet and turn it immediately to cold. And just sit there and bear yeah. it and shake like crazy. You can't scream like a girl. Either. You got to take it like a man. You can take it however you want. No, you can't but, scream because then you get hot again. No, the best thing to do though is breathe. That's uh, Wim Hof's famous saying: "Is breathe, mother effer, breathe." That's oh, what he like. He you, just Wayne. tells people to breathe because he puts people in like ice tanks and like underneath frozen lakes, and he takes people and runs them to his clinic. And um, the biggest thing is he just says breathe. So if you're if you're starting to like hyperventilate or shake or tremble or you know whatever, breathe. Big deep breaths. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be enjoyable. Um, what I've started to do is I don't like that initial shock because I feel like it makes me do the cold water for less amount of time. You can't ease into it. I ease into it. You can't. I ease into it. The same there, there's mornings where I'll crank it up and it's like bam wakes me up. But if I'm not feeling it that day and I'm like not feeling disciplined to do the cold water therapy. I just take and slowly go from like my nice, you know, hot water temperature to like a little cooler, little okay. cooler, little It's not going to be comfortable. It's, it's not. not supposed to be comfortable. As you ease into it, it makes you, it, I last longer. I, I just, I, that sounded. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll try it that way it's then. True. <laughs> he does. It, it helps me do it for, for a longer period of time. And if you can let that cold water run on your, where does cold water feel worst on you? Your back or your belly? Mm, it's that's sixes. I hate it on my center, back. Center of my back or center of my chest. Dude, I can just... I can have it run down my head and my stomach all day long and not mm-hmm. even feel cold. The minute I turn my back to it, I freaking hate it. Really? Yeah, it's nuts. So what that does, guys, is it's going to like do all those things I told you. It's going to increase alertness. But biggest thing is it just it triggers your brain to wake up. That's what I was going to say. Do you feel like there's something mental it does for you? 100%. That's, that's why I do it. Maybe it? it's 90% mental. I mean, there's, there, they, science has proven that there are some things to it that actually the cold temperature hitting your body is chemically changing the state of your body. But I think one of the biggest parts of it is mental. All right? So you get hit with that cold water, bam, you get that like initial snap of, um, you know, I'm awake. But what it also does, you started your day off doing something that was uncomfortable, but good for you. Doing right. hard things. Doing hard things. And guess what? One of my best friends growing up told me, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Right, yep, Kenny? That's right. Always my told me that. favorite quotes. If Kenny not, told you that? If you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. And it's like true, like growing pains. You remember growing pains? You're damn oh, tall. Yeah. You probably felt those like crazy, right? I mean, I still have <laughs> still nightmares. Yeah. Oh, I, I felt them like crazy too. <laughs> no, yeah. when you're 12, 13, no, you never got those. <laughs> we had them for like six months. <laughs> so when you're 12, 13, 14 years old, laying in bed and your legs just ache, like that's growing pains. But you were growing and it was good for you. Like your body was 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 building this massive six six monster. Um, so I like it when you say that, man. Yeah, you like that? It makes me feel good. Six, six ah, monster. You big old monster. That could wow. be your uh, your boxing name. No, I was going to say, out. man, you guys got six all your monster. nicknames. Like, I just get the six foot six monster or <laughs> what? Pretty good. Yeah, I'm hanging out one. too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get you Keith Stone. No. Six six. I have Keith, a nickname. It's Keith Stone. Uh, so Isn't number, that the Keystone <laughs> guy's name? I think so. 
Who? Yeah. Yeah. The beer commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Do the cold water challenge, guys. It is so freaking worth it. And Marcus, I want you to do it because you're looking at me like, I don't want to do that. But you got the cold. Dude, here's here's my plan for the winter. Okay. So obviously we live in Utah where it's a cold place. I'm going to go get one of those metal troughs, you know, that you feed the horses with. And I'm going to have it outside with a little heater in it just to keep it enough that it doesn't freeze. You got to break that ice and get in there. But I'm going to, I'm going to do that every day. That's my goal. Solid. This is going to be tough for me. My oldest brother used to throw me in the river in the front of my house in the winter. This is like... You having bad flashbacks? Yeah. It's hard for me. Okay, so with that said, if you don't like cold water, which not everybody does, some people will not do cold water therapy because it's it's so like Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. You can do cryotherapy. All right? Go find a a local cryo chamber near you. This is what I do. All the MMA fighters do it. Uh, There's a place down here in Salt Lake, U.S. Cryotherapy. Dude has got this chamber where you go into and it gets to like negative 250 degrees in there. Naked? Mm-hmm. Uh, you go and you're just no. b- like gym shorts. Okay. You put, but mittens on. You, you put, put mittens on to protect, protect I'm just I'm just trying to avoid another like massage type situation. <laughs> no way. You know you what I mean? You go naked. Yeah, naked. Yeah. You are naked. With your butt against the glass. It's got a, a big glass door <laughs> with a freezer. Uh, in fact, Muscle is the one who introduced me to, to cryotherapy. He took me to this place and it was a chamber where they blow this... Um, what is it? Nitrogen, liquid nitrogen on you, and it's coming out freezing. And basically, what they want to try to do is get your skin temperature as low as they possibly can. Um, I think I usually get my skin temp to 50, 56. 55 degrees when I do it. Um, and you stand in there for two and a half, three minutes, and you freeze your freaking butt off. Is that like hypothermia? Or? It, it, it would be. That's why they make you wear mittens and, and uh, socks, because if you didn't have those on, you'd, go, you'd get hypothermia and frostbite yeah. in your extremities. So you get out of there, and then he puts you on the shake table, and it shakes the blood back into you. Dude, I'm telling you, it is the best experience. Like, nothing can wake you up like cryotherapy, because the instant rush of blood going to your core and then back out to your extremities. So, guys, go find a way to either jump in some cold water Take a cold shower. I don't care if you take a cold shower. Do the cold portion for two or three minutes and then turn the shower hot again. There's nothing wrong with that. I like to leave it cold and have that be the last thing that I felt because it just keeps me more energized as I go out and start my day. But, dude, it is – when you you know those days where you wake up and you don't quite feel awake? It's like the light switch is 50 or 60% on, right? Anybody? Am I the only one? No, it happens a lot. Like those days where you just – you can't quite get it. You can get your switch just to be 60% on? There's a lot of days where I feel like I'm just like if I don't if I don't do the right routine when I wake up I feel 60 70 percent and I don't even know if I wake up until one or two in the afternoon. I mean, or, really, really, what we're trying to do is is though talk about the routine. What is the routine to help you have a, a healthy, well-rounded, successful day? I mean, this is a great start. Yep. So get up, do that cold shower, go find a cryotherapy chamber, whatever it is. Just put yourself in a cold, uncomfortable environment because it's good for you. You know, I'm not like a normally. I don't really, really don't get into these things. You know what I mean? Like the holistic stuff. No offense, Kenny. You always, you know, help me with it. And I'm not a big believer in it. But when I tried the whole like ice bath thing, I literally felt the effects the next day from it. So for me, as someone who doesn't normally buy into that stuff, yeah. like I legitimately believe that. That's that why helps, I like talking you know? to you about this because you are probably one of the biggest, like out of all of our listeners, you're probably on the more skeptical side of the Absolutely. vision boards and the right. law of attraction and that kind of stuff. And it's not that you're skeptical, you're just more of a practical person. But look, yeah. he's open to it because he's older and wiser now. You right, know, right. I don't know about that. You're gonna try it, right? Hey, you know, you know, sitting here and talking with you guys about this, I'm I'm uh, fully committing to the process. So oh, I feel like it's gonna. If, if nothing else, you know, even if you don't believe in it, just commit to it for a week, two weeks, right? three weeks, whatever. If it doesn't work, great, go do your own thing. I don't care. But this works, and right. you're gonna find that it works. The ice baths 
hundred percent work. Yeah, you'll, you'll catch that. Like that's something you'll notice immediately, like yeah. next day type stuff. So ice bath, that is number three. And the last thing we want to touch on guys is these are all basics. I'm telling you, we are not trying to give you any sort of revelation or discover any sort of like new scientific methods here today, right? We're just trying to talk to you about things that we do that affect us and help us in our own personal lives to be able to go out and kick a lot of ass, which is what we all do. Like every single one of us kicks a lot of ass and we want to tell you how you can do that too. So next up is going to be, what do you put in your body, right? Kenny. What do you put in your body? Tell me. You tell me, buddy. Uh, You know, I I love this topic. Uh, For me, it's a lifestyle, meaning... I'm not big on like diets. Yeah. Uh, the best part about this is I got both these. I got, I got yeah. Kenny on my left and Marcus on my right. And yeah. these are the the most polar opposites of I ate diets. a Paulo burger today, which if you didn't know what that is, it's a big giant yep. burger with pastrami yeah. and cheese. Hey, you know what? That's, that's so the best part. Walk, walk me through your, your, through your you, day. You want to know what I, I ate want, today? From the minute you woke up until right now. Yes. Okay. Normally I don't wake up early, but Heidi, my wife broke her foot. So I got up early. Because you know, when I work weekends, I'm up till 3, 4 in the morning. I'm right. recovering Monday through Thursday. Right. You sleep until like noon every day. Yeah. 10.30-ish. Yeah, but he's not in bed until 4. <laughs> I right. know. Respect. So uh, I, I woke up early this morning, and first thing, what did I do? What's my favorite place to eat? Betos. Uh, yeah, Betos. I went oh, to Betos, nice. which if you don't know what Betos is, is the local Burrito Mexican shop. delicacy. You know what I mean? What, what do you get? Uh, I went and got a sausage mixed breakfast burrito. Good choice. And then I topped it off with a medium Dr. Pepper. Later in the day, I was hungry. I'd say about 1230, got me an Astro burger, which mm. is the pastrami burger, uh, you know, extra fry sauce. And I topped it off with a large Dr. Pepper. But I'm willing and open to listen to Kenny. No, but hold on. You know what I'm saying? So maybe uh, maybe that could help me as well. What? How much water did you drink today? I mean, since I've been here, dude, I've been peeing like a racehorse because you gave me this big old bottle of water. This is 33 ounces. Is this all the water? I almost topped it off. Is this all the water you've drank today? That's it. (laughs) Legitimately. (laughs) So, guys, the beauty of this podcast is you are dealing with people who are just like you. I'm gonna say, dude, I'm a normal guy. Yeah, like, we're, we're normal guys. Like yeah. we are, we are not Tony Robbins, and we are not some of these other guys that. I mean, they're normal guys too, but they they live extraordinary lives. Uh, but we have learned some things that basically help us feel better. So we have two polar opposites. Marcus, who has had nothing but fast food all day, and dude, you know what? I'm in your same category. Right. I've eaten a little bit healthier fast food today, but McDonald's now has this. They have a no. tri- they, dude. <laughs> they have a they have a triple McGriddle oh or a triple McMuffin. Gosh. They put bacon. They put sausage. They, they put everything on there. Oh, it's great. It has ruined my life. What do you mean I, ruined? Well, dude, I it go will. I go there going it to get will. oatmeal. That's the reason why I go to McDonald's in the morning. I'm like, I'm going to get oatmeal. I'm going to feel good. And I'm like, let me have an oatmeal and a uh, triple McGriddle. Yo, they serve Big Macs all day long, too. Dude, so you breakfast, you get not, yourself a Big Mac. Dude, I'm telling you right now, until you've had that triple McGriddle, banging his head on the table. you've never lived. Okay, so where I'm going with this is, Kenny, what did you have? What did, what did you eat since the minute you woke up today? Get ready for this. I had some juice this Talk, morning. Talking the mic. I had some juice this morning. Mm. I had an omelet. Mm. It was yummy. Did you make it or did you buy it from Neaters? I had uh, someone bring it to me from Neaters. <laughs> Can Eaters. Uh, that's correct. Why an omelet? Um, well, eggs I eat eggs every single morning. I love eggs, though, so that's a pro. Um, and this time I did have a side of bacon, and it was delicious. One? Yeah. Side? Well, there was bacon in the omelet, too. If okay. you're in Utah, you should go to Neaters and get the Greek omelet with sausage every morning for the rest of your life. Yes. That's That's been one thing Kenny taught me, and I eat that a lot. And it is... It's really good, and there's no guilt. 
and it's fast-ish. Okay. Yeah. So it's not cheap though. None of us have time. Am I right? Like I don't have any free time on my hands. I mean, That's I why I go, eat out. I didn't even go get my food. Well, you could have driven through the Neaters and had an omelet or McDonald's and got an oatmeal. So, so then at, for lunch, I did have uh, smoking bones. Our boy runs in nice. amazing. Yeah. Kyle, right? Bar- yes. Dude, Kyle I haven't Kearns. eaten there yet. Big so, props to Kyle, by the way. He, yeah, he has created the, the best barbecue in the state of Utah. So I had oh. a, a clean smoked turkey, uh, and it was Ugh. amazing. You went you to like a barbecue it? place and barbecue got turkey? Sauce? I had brisket. I did have brisket. Okay. But why'd you go for turkey over, over something else? It's lean. Lean and And so this is the way I see things, guys. You don't have to do extremes, okay? But I'll tell you this. Probably tonight, I'm going to eat a big old cookie. Why? Because I order them from a place, and they deliver them to my house warm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you had dinner yet? No. Have you? No. So you had had eggs for breakfast, and you had lean turkey for lunch. And brisket. Um, And I've had several supplements. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, supplements, vitamins, caffeine, you name it. Yeah, I mean, so so this is what I would say. You got guys like Marcus. They're not going to go to an extreme diet, and I don't really believe in that anyway. I couldn't do it. Uh, no, but just minor adjustments. He ate eggs wrapped up in a burrito. Which is actually decently okay. good for you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's better than a bowl of cereal. But maybe instead of the fries, maybe. Okay. You know, uh, you're not going to give up your burger, right? Uh, I would have a hard time seeing myself not get a burger. Exactly. <laughs> so keep doing the burger, but right. maybe just don't eat the fries. It's, okay. it's the little adjustments that go a long way in your life. So here's where I'm going with this. I pick a cookie at night instead, but uh, some people pick fries. But then, anyway, it's not about counting, you know, your, your macros or doing any of that. For me, what works for me is just kind of trying to live a healthy life. So sure, when I'm in Belize and we're eating amazing food, uh, I will eat what, what they have there, right? But traditionally, like, the majority of the year, I eat clean. So You've turned me on to eating clean that's also good, though. Yeah, That's one thing good. I've learned from you is that it's, you can have things that taste good that are also good yeah. for you, which like uh, eggs and avocados in the morning. But that's why good. do we eat that? It's because, for me, every single thing I look at, I say, what is my body going to get out of this? And, that, and that's, I've been conditioned that way since I was a kid, is that, look, I know what I'm going to get out of eggs. I'm going to turn that into energy, Right. And I want more energy. The older we get, we get less of it. And I want to have a good workout too. So I want to have good nutrients in my body. And I know when I take my supplements, if I don't have nutrients in my body, you can get sick and I'll get the full effects. So I have a good workout, I have a better day. And then also as I'm working out, and everyone's going to have their own thing, right? So if you're not used to working out and you start getting back into it, be aware you're going to have those lulls for the first week, two weeks. You're going to be tired. But then stay with it because then your body will produce more energy for your third weekend or whatever. Just get past that third week. You'll be happier you do. And then you'll naturally want to eat cleaner food. Dave and I travel a lot for work. And that is hard. It, it is hard. But I'll, I got to like brag about my buddy for a second. My favorite thing to do pretty much anywhere and anything is eat. And Dave, like... He's a big boy, but you have a hard time keeping up with me sometimes because I want to eat every couple hours, right? True. It's one thing that we always I mean, joke I could, about. I could definitely keep up. He does. Just, he I'm, can definitely hold his own. But there's times where he's, he's, like, he's like, bro, are we really eating again? We just ate. And the next thing you know, he's eating like I am. But recently, Dave has picked up the keto. I don't know if it's recent, like a year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really let myself go. You got to with two, my first pregnancy. 40, 250. Yeah. Sympathy I put on weight? A, lot of, a lot of baby weight. Yeah. I mean, you got to realize you are 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, yeah. So 5'9", 250. It's a bowling ball. You look, you look a little soft. <laughs> uh, 
Granted, I always feel like Dave has had a great shape in, in any body size. You look. You didn't at him, see him a year. Guys, he's got a nice body. With with his first pregnancy, he did get plump. Plum. Yeah, I just plump. can't see you that. And my way. wife shredded the baby weight real easy. You know, she had the baby, and mine just <laughs> stayed. Oh. So uh, I don't know. Sense. I was kind of in a place where I didn't really know how, how to do you fix like the keto. That. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done it. Can you um, explain to me what that is? Because I've heard people say that all the time, and I have no idea what they're talking about. Keto, you cut out the carbs. And you eat mostly protein. Keto comes from a word called ketosis. A lot of fats. It's putting your body into an actual, your body goes into a different state, right? Mm -hmm. A ketosis state. You start burning your fats as energies versus the carbs that are usually burned as Well, that's what ketosis actually means. It means that your body's going into a state where it starts burning fat instead of. From what I understand from it. Yeah. I'm not an expert by any means. And and, and so with that though, I mean, it, your body is so smart, right? It's going to do whatever's easiest or whatever it's trained to do. So after you work out, I used to slam a protein shake down your mouth, right? Mm -hmm. Why? You're in a catabolic state. Your body's going to break down your muscle, right? To continue operating. Right. But we just sat there and worked out our muscles. So we want to give our body what it needs, the nutrients it needs to rebuild itself. So what he's saying is, you know, Dave's saying is that uh, ketosis, he's retraining his body to break down fat for energy. Mm -hmm. 50% of our energy comes from fat. So he's, basically training his body to now use other types of fuel. Here's yeah. what I learned about ketosis, though, is Dave started eating stuff on trips. It really blew me away when I went and got a slice of pizza, and he'd get, he'd go get a slice of pizza too, but he just ripped the cheese and pepperoni off and ate that and then threw the crust away. Yo, could I have the it's crust real, next it's time? It's real sad. It, it is sad, but it, it also, at the same time, you're eating, it, you, you don't have do to eat it. broccoli and asparagus all day. Yeah, no. Because what you're trying to do is avoid sugar, right? Mm-hmm. Sugars and carbs. Sugars, Sugars and carbs. And what that does is then your body says, okay, well, let's start burning the fat because mm-hmm. you're not giving us the carbs that's all we and the sugars. Yeah, exactly. So it'll start to, and, and it do to work. Like you got down to 200 pounds? 200 pounds. Went from 250 I to 200. I touched 199 for a minute. Dang. It was boy. nice. Like when Diesel Dave is, was 199, he's a lean machine. He took your shirt off one day and I was like, I run so fast, jump so high. Where did it go? High. Like, where did you, where'd the other part of you go? I didn't even pay attention. And it was just like, <laughs> it was just the little things where if we go on a, uh, I'm, I'm a big guy for carbs. Like I love my carbs. When I go to the when we're on the road, we go to the truck stop. First thing we do every morning is find the nearest gas station. We go in and get our breakfast, like a five hour energy. I'll go get like a muffin and a burrito and like a breakfast roll and banana. Dave goes in and gets like a banana. No, you can't even have bananas. No, no, you get bananas. yeah. You can't have fruit even on ketosis. Yeah, no, you go uh, hard boiled eggs. Yep. And uh, maybe a cheese witch. Yeah, you you you, you started eating all these like cheeses and meats. Like that's all he eats on the road. But cheese and meats are good. Did you get some bad gas doing that? No, never been. Meat never been a very gassy person. Okay, that's good. He man. actually doesn't surprisingly. So, but so yeah. Light anyways, me up. <laughs> all you did was make that change, and it was like, yeah, you're missing out on some of the fun stuff because the thing about ketosis is you don't get cheat days. Mm-mm. Well, the really nice thing about ketosis is because your body, your brain works better on fats, and you're giving it all those fats. I actually felt like my brain was working better. Nice. Which went hand in hand with my cold showers that you made me start. Yeah. So, I mean, I became borderline genius over the last year. <laughs> That's, that is, I'm not going to argue that. You are a genius. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my dream board. <laughs> but when you get the, the, the thing about the keto thing, and I'm not trying to sell the keto diet, all I think what we're trying to get at is make a change. Mm-hmm. Whether it's big or small, make a change in what you eat. Marcus, All your, the, your challenge leaving here is to don't eat the fries with your Apollo burger and maybe have an extra bottle of water or two during the day. That's the, that's the, like, that's, you can implement that tomorrow. 
and less mayonnaise right. packets. You got to stop eating the whole packet. Yeah, you know what? That's my favorite go-to snack. So you like it warm? Yeah, I should just have a couple spoonfuls. Yeah, no, none of those. <laughs> yeah, you want to? You know, my biggest thing is, you know, I don't have an office. I right. work from home, mm-hmm. so generally, when I have to get something done, I get in the truck and go because I generally got to mm-hmm. run errands, move gear, etc. And it's just, you know, it's easy to pull over and get a Big Mac. Yeah, but you, dude, you got to realize you just pulled the. And you know the other you thing, you know, with your whole water ketosis. deal, y'all drink a lot of water, dude. I, I was like, man, I got to start drinking water, and then I got to pull over and pee on the side of the freeway all the time. Or you, you guys not right do back that? Oh, yeah. The bottle. Yeah, we do. Well, that. I have the smallest bladder of anyone I've ever met. I so pee what do you do? I you just pull over and pee. To pee. You just have to find somewhere to pee. So it's just a lifestyle change. Yeah. Yeah, but your body starts to learn how to adapt to it a little bit better. Like if you really get on a schedule of drinking a gallon a day, yeah. you'll start to get in a little bit of a routine like you know how to like manage it. You start finding out where all the Mavericks are. Just find out where all those bathrooms are. And yeah, yeah. Well, you drink a lot of pop, right? I do. So part of it is your body doesn't want that, so it's pushing it through real fast. So drink some water, you might hang on to some of it longer. You know what I'm going to do? Between now and next week, I'm only going to drink water. Yes! Whoa. You actually yeah. should. That's, that's the, I'm, I love that idea. Leaving here... Because we're going to re- uh, record yeah. again next week. Let's all do something that's right. uncomfortable for us. I actually just uh, yesterday ordered meal plans again. Um, and, dude, meal plans are not expensive. I-, I don't know what your budget is, but for me, 100 bucks for a week of... That's all it is? Uh, yeah, it's like $125 for seven <laughs> meals, 100 bucks for five days of meals. That's days of that's meals. Dude, I'm telling you. So I've got this. I found this guy that does it, um, and I ordered seven days' worth of meals. I got the XL portions, and it's really clean. Um, it's like 125 bucks, and that has breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's wow. that's everything. So my problem is I'm busy like you. I want right. to eat out. I eat out every single day, and I, I hate eating out. I literally despise eating out because nothing sounds good anymore. Because I know that if when I have that burger or whatever, I'm gonna feel like shit. I actually feel the food when I eat it. I don't feel good after I eat it. Yeah. Where do you put your meals when you get meal prepped? Because I'm never in the same place for breakfast that I am for lunch that I am for dinner. You take it with you for the day. Just put it in the truck. It's, that's, it's that's, a lifestyle thing, man. You just gotta get yourself your little cooler. And that's what I've always struggled with. One, like. You don't go to the gym without pre-workout of protein, right? I have, yes. You have, but you don't. You try not to. Yeah. yeah try, I'm more important about the headphones. <laughs> headphones are yeah. more important. Try not to leave your house without stacking your meals in a, little, in a little cooler and just do it. And make sure you have like backup food anywhere you go. So if you go in my office, I've got snacks. You go in my truck, I've got snacks. You go home, i got snacks. Like Not junk food snacks. I'm talking like almonds and like good stuff. So that if you do happen to miss a meal... You can supplement it, offset it with something healthy until you're able to get some good food. But so that's my challenge this week is to, uh, you know, between now and then, I'm only, I'm not going to eat out. I'm not. Maybe I'll, I'll have a cheat day because I, I have to. Like I really enjoy food, um, so I'll probably do like a Saturday or Sunday no, cheat don't, day. Don't do it while we're in Minnesota. Uh, no cheat days that day. No, so that is going to be all Let's cheat weekend strong. because I don't get my meals until Sunday night. Oh, so man. all next week I'm going to be doing this. But that's the change I'm going to make, and this is a challenge for everybody. Just make. Start with small changes, all right? Do not go try to freaking become keto or vegan or whatever it is overnight because you're only going to last a day or two. You won't what last. Keegan? You can flex your Kegels. I'm going to drink water. <laughs> My boy. That's your challenge. I'm no soda, water. though. Don't have any soda. I'm no doing the soda. cold water. Boom. You're going to be frustrated. Just do a soda every other day Because you're going to crave it because water's going to taste so shitty at first. I, I'm the type of guy where if, I, jump, if I do something, I yeah. have to right. jump into yep. it. You know what right. I mean? I've, I've been on a road trip. What else you. can he have, yeah. though, besides... Back-to-back Red Bulls. What that's, else can he do besides it. soda? Like, oh, pre Well, there's those flavored... Dude. flavored I do drink have pre-workout. pre-workout. There's those flavored Oh, waters. yes. Yes, you know those what I'm going to do? Lunch. I'm going to increase my pre-workout supplement daily. 
You my, are already at like 500 <laughs> milligrams of caffeine a day. I don't know if you need no. any more. Uh, yeah, that's true. I'm actually going to do the cold shower thing because I, I resist that. Awesome. So that's yeah. what you're doing. What yep. are you doing? I don't know yet. You haven't thought about I it just, no. But you're already living you just Mr. I just Mr. started I know, the diet can, again. You meet me at the gym in the morning. Well, well you guys both showers. have to go to your vision boards. Yes, gym in the morning. Yep. That's what I'm going to do. And yeah, the vision board and i going to watch a secret. You know what this I time of year? I do gym at night. And I'm going to work on new rap for These short days kill me. When it's dark at five o'clock and people are going home, I'm you like, go home and you work out at night. I've been working out at night for the last two weeks huh. and I feel great. I go every day at four in the afternoon. In the afternoon, great time right before the rush. Yeah, that's nope. the dead zone. I love that. All right, so last item on the list is going to be. I mean, we're talking about uh, is something specific with a diet. Let's just let you choose what that is, okay? Uh, cut out the French fries or drink more water. Uh, if you're to the point where you're already eating clean, eat cleaner. Eat more regularly. Find out a way to eat every, like you're supposed to eat, when the bodybuilders eat, what, five uh, meals a day? Six they meals? They eat like every two hours. Yeah, so do, do whatever you're doing better, okay? And we've given you some great examples of that. So here we are. Guys, this is what we're going to talk about every single week, but it's, it's, it's going to be completely different. But we are going to touch on the elements of health and fitness, um, overall wellness, family values, business, entrepreneurship, how to uh, maybe excel in your career. You don't have to own a business to listen to this. You can be a sales guy. You can be a nine-to-five guy. It doesn't matter. We're going to show you and teach you ways that you can basically implement into your life today and tomorrow that are going to help your career grow and become better. Okay. We're also going to talk about full culture, culture. We're going to talk about culture. We're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about music. We didn't touch on really any of that. Maybe a little bit of food today. Um, we're also going to talk about the most important thing for us, which is service and charity, which is just basically be a good person. Look at this time of year, it's everywhere, right? Like there's opportunities everywhere. It is not hard to find ways to help people this time of year. Even just go to your local like Salvation Army and, and little things like that. Like they make a big difference. I personally prefer like hands-on personal experiences where I can actually see a difference being made because that's just the type of like what I enjoy. But if you don't necessarily have the time or energy to get involved in something personal like that, there's, there's opportunities out there. Just all you gotta do is take a quick look at Facebook and you can find somebody in your area in need. Mm -hmm. Like there's all kinds of good causes out there. So guys, that is it for this week's episode. This is the first episode ever of the, we don't know the name podcast. It could be a personal operator handbook or the checklist, checklist or something like that. But basically the, the concept of this is to share with you information that has helped us become healthier, happier, and more successful people, because that is what it's all about. Um, and following the end of the podcast, as we wrap up here, we're going to give you the four areas that you need to work on. And every week it might vary. It could be three, could be 10 items, but we're going to give you some homework. And the reason we're going to give you that is because you can track it immediately and see immediate results. If you're anything like us, you need immediate gratification. <laughs> all right. Like that's True. just life. Most people need to be able to have something to work on immediately. And I'm going to, we're going to give you a very powerful takeaway. All right. Number one, go create a vision board. We already explained this with the podcast. You know what it is. Go do it. Start right now. Get that vision board going. Number two, find the secret, whether it's the audiobook or the video, the DVD, it's on YouTube. Go listen to it or watch that and do it over and over and over. I want you within the next seven days to either listen to or watch The Secret at least three times because I promise you, you will not pick up all the information in the first go around. So go now. That is number two, The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, I believe. 
So listen, go get the secret. Go get it from YouTube. Get it from uh, Audible. You can get that thing all over the place. You can buy the DVD online if you want, if you still have a DVD player. But it's by Rhonda Byrne, and you definitely, definitely need to listen to it at least three times over the next week because it will change your life. Item number three, take a nice bath. Take a cold shower. Get cryotherapy. Whatever it is, go get some cold water or cold air on your skin because that is going to make you feel better. The challenge is every single morning or night, whenever you take your shower, you can take a hot for a minute if you want, but turn that cold water on for at least, guys, 60 seconds. Let that cold freezing as cold as your shower will get water run down your body. And I promise you, you will feel better. You'll have more energy. You'll sleep better. You'll have a better appetite and you will implement this and you will crave cold water from here on out. So get your cold shower, go get cryotherapy today. Item number four is the last item of homework that I'm going to leave you guys with today. And this is a very important one. And it's also one that is going to require a lot of your self-control. And you're going to kind of have to figure this one out on your own because we're not going to be able to tell you exactly what you need to add or eliminate from your diet, but it is diet related. And guys, you need to take this one seriously. Make a change. As we talked with Marcus through the podcast, you heard what his diet was versus Kenny's diet. They're two drastically different diets. Marcus is not going to start eating like Kenny tomorrow. It's not realistic. It's just not going to happen. And if you try, you're most likely setting yourself up for failure. So start with something small. As you saw during the podcast, Marcus committed to drinking nothing but water over the next seven days and he's cutting out soda. I've committed to eating nothing but my meal plans. I'm getting meal prepared for me. It's a very simple, cheap service that you can buy locally and I'm not going to eat fast food. Make a change. Whether it's not eating the French fries with your hamburger or eating eggs instead of cereal in the morning, change one part of your diet. That's all I'm asking you to do right now is just change one thing. Make it a significant change though. I'm not saying instead of four cheeseburgers, eat three. I'm saying cut out something that you know is unhealthy and you're gonna feel a million times better. The week after that, I want you to cut something else out and take these baby steps. And as you do that, you'll realize that you can do this. You do have the self-control to be able to reach these goals. So guys, that is your homework for the week. And if you don't do it, you're really wasting your time because I promise you, these are very, very valuable things that are simple. They seem very elementary, but if you do them and you put them into your life today, you're going to feel better. You're going to become better and you're going to hit a higher level of success than you've ever had in your entire life. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Like I said, I'm surrounded by my best friends here. Uh, They may be here next week. They may not. We may rotate through different people. We may be the same group of guys doing this for the next five years. We're not 100% sure. We're going to do whatever's best for obviously us and our own lives. And we're going to do what's best for you as a listener. Because if you took the time out of your day to listen to this, we sincerely appreciate it and hope that we've done some sort of good. So guys, thank you for listening. Stay tuned because next week we've got something very special coming.